welcome to Crick Well done, well done. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode fifty-five. And how you doing? I don't know. Just get on with it. What? I mean, you can ask me how I'm doing. How are you doing? Not doing too great. And again, been, still, you're still. It's been still five weeks since yeah. my relationship ended. Six yeah. years. Yeah. I was in that relationship. I don't know if I told you or the audience, but six years. Thanks I was for hitting in that the mic. That's yeah. You see that? See that on the audio? <clears throat> so six years. I was in that relationship before it ended five yeah. weeks ago, and yeah. I am not. I'm not feeling great, bud. Oh. You know, I feel sad. Oh, that's okay. Why is that okay? Because sadness makes, you know, better creativity. That's not true. Uh, was there a good E album, E's album, when E was happy? No. Yeah. All the best ones happen. That's not true. You know. I'm pretty sure that Four in the Afternoon by um, by Panic at the Disco came from a good place. No. No, no, no. How about All American Rejects? What are All American Rejects? Swing, swing. Um, ah, I don't know, man. Like... Devil went down to Georgia. Don't just, don't just stop naming things. Get Somebody on with love it. me. Get on with it. Get on with what? Oh, right. Introducing so, the show. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse. Uh, before before traditionally that I introduced the show, I talk about some inane shit to really infuriate Ant, and he just loves it. He adores it. These are the little moments he lives for. Because you know, at Crit Apocalypse, we like to have fun. We like to talk about our lives and find out exactly what we've been up to. So this week, well, this last two weeks gone, I discovered some stuff about life that I didn't know before. Like, there are women out there who are quite predatory. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realise this before. Okay, so... Are they predators? Yeah, they're dreads, they get their spears. Okay. They live in Africa. But why don't you introduce the show? So anyway, um, I, I, in being broken up... Well, we're like having a little recap the last two weeks for us, like emotionally, instead of just going straight into the robotic undertones that we, you know... Forever scatter. Go, cool, I'll cut all this. Wicked. Fine, whatever. You cut it, I'll say it. I don't care. I don't care anymore, Ant. I'm single and alone, and life is cold, and my bed is too big, and I just want someone oh. to hold. You won't hold me. Anyway, so I went out drinking last week. Shock, horror. Shock, shock, horror, I guess. Is that what your response is going to be? Just. <laughs> What, Shock, Shock, Horror? Yeah, Shock, Horror, Shock, I've got that song by um, Space. Yeah, it's a great song. Anyway, so I went out drinking with a bunch of my friends, people that I adore very much, and uh, Ant refused to come. What? Ant Ant doesn't want to go drinking with me. You don't even like drinking with me during the podcast. Uh, Drinking's, you know, for idiots. It's a young man's game. It's not for idiots. Mm. No, it skims off the dead brain Like Basically, it's like an acid wash for your brain. Skims off the dead ones, and then you get new ones growing in the place. Nah. No. Anyway, so I went out drinking with my friends, <clears> went to a lovely establishment that's that's in Camley, quite a miserable place called the Adge, uh, where I keep Adging Court. Adging Court. Stop calling it Adge. I call it the Adge, but the Adging Court in Camley. Um, I went there. People just call it Adge because they think, oh, it means gold, AG, it's a chemical symbol for gold. Is that why they say it? I yes. call it because it's shorter than the free syllable Adging Court. Yeah, but it's Adging Court. It's okay. a posh. The, the well, it used to be a posh place. Years ago. I don't, I don't it's where middle class people like to go. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, so I went to the Agincourt and um, and I went there, got very, very drunk. Um, and around 11.30, 12-ish, a lady came over to get my attention with the the historically, historically winning line of, last time we were here, you were very drunk. We may have pulled, but you were very pleasant. I was, okay, fantastic, great. She was all right looking. I'd say a solid four out of ten. I'm not into rating people, but in terms of her attractiveness to me, that's not her attractiveness to the world, that's just me. I'd say a solid four out of ten. So she's black. 
No. You're racist. That's eight out of ten. Straight away. Mm. Anyway, so this woman came up to me and she started chatting my ear off all about all this stuff. She was telling me all mm-hmm. about her life. Maybe guess her name. That was a fun game for someone who's completely pissed out their face and leaning against a wall for support. Not emotional, physical at that point. Um, and my friend Lucy came out. She came out into the smoking area and I said, Lucy, hello, Lucy, come over. Come say hello to my friend here. And she she turned to me. This girl turned to me with a face like fucking death. And she turned to me. And she waited for Lucy to come over so that she could hear this as well. But she simply said, Why are you inviting your friend over? No one can hear that. Why are you inviting your friend over when you're talking to me? And I felt chills run down my spine. You should have just said, Because I don't like you, I'm going to use her as an escape plan. I very much would have had sex with her. But that's besides the point. It's quite terrifying that there are women out there that are so... She was already... What, you mean she acts like a guy does? No, she was in relationship mode. Oh. I don't act like that when I'm drunk. Yeah. I hug people and then I make out with you. Exactly. Guys or girls. Just predatory. It's not predatory. I don't like. I don't do it in a weird way. The you jump into trees, you make clicking noises, <laughs> use your thermal vision to pick out your prey. <laughs> would, would you like some candy? Yeah. <laughs> At one point, one girl, one, a friend of a friend, apparently, apparently I found her when I was so drunk I don't remember any of the evening. I found her. And she kept complaining about her face being cold, so I kept saying, let me just put my hands on your face. And then even if she said no, I put my hands on her face. That's as, that's as weird as I get. Does this... Stay still. Stay still. Don't knock the mic. Let's have Let's have Stop touching my beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Imagine though if I was drunk and you couldn't stop that happening. That's horrifying. Yeah, so I immediately yeah, apologised. Just, just imagine. I immediately apologised. And then last, last week when I saw her, I talked to her and got a number. So... <laughs> <laughs> so have you told people what Crit Apocalypse is about yet? Crit Apocalypse is a bi-weekly podcast in which we talk about You'll buy a stuff. lot of things. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, of course, whatever. Um, we talk about stuff and things that we've done over the course of the week or two weeks, as the case normally is. Um, mostly media shit. If you're watching at this point, you've probably seen us before. If you're not, welcome. No we one misses you. us. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a repeat offender, then, you know, welcome back. If you're not, welcome to Critopocalypse. Feel free to jump in the chat and talk to us. We do like a little thing after we've recorded the podcast where we talk to people. Where we turn off the stream. Where we talk to people after the stream for like 10, 15 minutes, just go over questions and stuff. But that's that's fine. We're, we're not doing that yet, and that's more for the visual. And it's your review for this. Yeah. Go. <laughs> right, well... Okay, so I'll start with, because I've bought some old games. Did you? Say old games, games from this year. Okay. Um, Just Cause 3. Way! Yay! Good game. You blow things up in it. You do a lot of drive flying around and blowing things up and hitting things, and you glide around and you blow things up a bit more, and then you shoot stuff. It's a political drama. It's a comedy. It's a political drama. It's about as much a political drama as Desperado is. Desperado is a political drama. (laughs) True. It's about the overthrow of a government in place that's slowly, you know. Um, Rico Rodriguez... Rico? Goes back, Rico, Rico Rodriguez, Rico. you know the Mexican guy. Yeah, like Rico's rough. Yeah, he he goes back to his home village, which is clearly Italian. <laughs> yep. Which is a bit odd, Medici. Yep. Um, and you liberate it because he just there's so many dictators. He likes liberation. Like things. if you were a dictator in this world of like friggin' just cause, you'd be worried because one dude can overthrow you. Well, one super bad man with everything imaginable. Hmm. He takes a lot to kill him. Yeah, it he does. can fall really far. Yeah, like, I've that. yeah, and I, I was gliding. I just like flat out skimmed into the ground. How far into the game are you? 
Um, I'm not that far into it because a you know, few hours in, I've been tossing around a lot. I I got a tractor, put it in the um, you know, yeah. the garage, and then put nitro boost and jumping on it. It's a pretty badass tractor now. I like starting trouble and then waiting for the helicopters to arrive and then tethering them to buildings. Do you like starting trouble in a neighbourhood? I got into one little fight. Yeah, you know, I'm scared. scared. Yeah, yeah. Moving my auntie, <coughs> I still do my standard um, chase sequence tactic of standing on top of whatever car I'm supposed to be protecting yeah. and just grappling, hooking every car to the ground. Yeah. Because it's the easiest way of dealing with them. Um, the PC version looks all lovely and stunning and gorgeous and stuff. Um, only thing is, it does love crashing. Really does. And digital, digital After Effects on the. Do you have the grime? Oh no, you turn that shit off. This, yeah, has, as a rule, you always turn off grain and motion PS4, blur. You can't. Yeah, you're stuck with it and motion blur. I know. But um, you know, at the start of the game, you have to blow up a bridge. It's one of the first things you do <laughs> is you set the C4, blow up a bridge, and I instantly forgot how to set C4 for ages. Yeah. Um, when I did that bit, and I went to drive to, cause you have to go deliberate the village that's the other side of the bridge, because the idea is you blow up the bridge, it encourages you to use the parachute to get over the water. So you know, yeah, but. But as I drove towards the bridge, the game crashed. And then I went to start the game up a couple of days later, and it just crashed as soon as it started the game. Shit. Um, but, you know, when it works... <laughs> it's very it's good. Really good. Yeah. It's it's more the same, isn't it? Yeah. I don't it like hasn't the, changed very much. No. I don't like how Rico looks in this one. He looks different, doesn't he? He looks super old. Yeah. But he likes. he looks like he's got an entirely different face. It's not yeah. just like aging. He's just got this pudgy... Weird face. And then no mullet. It's just um, about the mullet. It's weird. Uh, it's weird the way they've tried to add like sort of um, things like the professor lady. Oh in yeah. The other yeah. games so they've tried to like make her look like she was attacked and stuff. Oh, she'd like, been burned by something. Yeah. yeah. But every other character has no visible scarring from any of their adventures. And Rico yeah. was like the end of the second game. Wasn't he all bloodied up and cut and shit? Probably. He's pretty cut. He's pretty cut. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. It hasn't added much to it other than like. I mean, the grapple hook thing can now drag things together. Which is incredible. Yeah, can, I've, been, I've used it to pull down towers and stuff. It's oh, no, cool. I use it with helicopters. So you, you get it to the oh, helicopter just... and then you get a lamppost. Yeah, then just drag and then it the lamppost. Eventually, the lamppost gives or the helicopter goes down. Mm. And it's like a... Just, and then boom, <laughs> just straight into each other. I just attach, like, cows to rockets and... You can do that. Then launch them into the it's sky. a little bit more sadistic. <laughs> Um, I launched someone um, into like the ceiling of a building. Like I attacked a guy to a building, just dragged him up the building, and oh, took no. shots at him while he was hanging. You want to you want to attach him to a gas tank? <coughs> oh yeah, yeah. And, and then shoot the end and see yeah. it fly. Like, ah! Yeah. But um, yeah, still really good. I need to play more of it and finish it. I didn't get very far in Just Cause too. I think it got to the point in that where I felt like suitably powerful enough. You know, and had the vehicles I wanted to call in, and then just dossed around on the game. Yes. Yeah. It kind of like who cares about the story in that game. You go around, you liberate some towns every now and again. Um, I have got to the point where it's like you have to liberate a certain amount of areas to be able to progress the story. That's the first thing I did almost everywhere. Is yeah. I just liberated everywhere. But I liberated world. a town; it didn't count. And then I realised it means the whole area. Yeah, you have to zoom in. You see so tiny little like hidden ones. Freaking go shit. do all this. Yeah, that's going to take a while. There's a bunch there, oil tankers. Ah, oh, so right. you have to go out to oil tankers and then like, oh. take down oil. Tankers. I saw an oil rig out in the distance on the island. Oil rig, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But um, yeah, it's all right. It's good. I like it. It's all right. It's, it's a really bad. fun yeah. game. Yeah, fun, fun, fun. And it's stupidly cheap for how good it is. Yeah, it was only like ten quid on Steam when I got it. I think I got it day of release for Xbox One. Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. Blimey. And they came with Just Cause Two. Ooh. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Good games. Okay, you review a thing, you penis. Uh, my first review this week is going to be Gears of War Four. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Talk louder so people can hear you. So, Gears of War 4 is the continuation of Gears of War 1, 2, and 3. 
a story in which Marcus Phoenix took down the locust hordes, a being, no, a, 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 well, what are they? They're not aliens. Um, a group of beings that came from below the earth rose up and attacked the humans because all their subterranean drilling and uh, and uh, terraforming of, of the planet. Was it Earth? Was it meant to be Earth? No, it's another planet they went to. Another planet. Wasn't it? So it's like a whole other planet and they, they terraformed it and they did all this horrible shit and it caused the locusts to rise up and get really pissed off and they rightfully tried to take their land back. But then uh, Marcus Phoenix and his team, including uh, Dom. Don Flamenco. Baird and Cole. Coltrane. Yeah. Don yeah. Baird and Cole. Yeah. Um, and who was the woman? Ramirez or whatever? Ramirez. She was in Gears of War 2. I only ever played the first uh. one. Um, so they basically just killed everything, made sure it didn't rise back up, and then were just like, yeah, job. It was Starship Troopers, job but without the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, the fourth one is, it's a continuation of that story. Marcus is back. He's much older. Dom died in the third one, so he's not coming back. Spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. Carmine, the group of brothers that all died, one of them's back. Um, and all in all, it's, it's, it's a good game. It's really nice and polished. There's robots now instead of locusts. There are a couple of levels where they recap. There's like a flashback scene. Mm. So you see in like an inauguration, uh, inaugur- uh, inauguration day, like a celebration of when they... Um, inauguration. Inauguration? What is the... Inauguration. Um, inauguration. Um, you see a day when they're celebrating the locusts and they're, they're sort of, they're placing the heroes of the locust battles into like a museum. And they're giving them medals. No. Oh. For their their time, and you see the general. You play as the general. You see the woman. You play as the woman. You see one of the unknown soldiers. You play as them, and then finally you see Marcus. You play as Marcus, and you go over the story that Marcus went through. Marcus is all like, "Bender is great, yeah, 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 sweet," because yeah, it's it's Bender's voice. Dana, <laughs> Joe DiMaggio, no, Joe DiMaggio. Sorry, I'm thinking Master Shake. Master Shake, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, Dana Cole or whatever. Dana, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, it's the same as Gears of War 1, 2, and 3. It's a lot nicer looking. There's a couple of different uh, different modes. There's some extra bits. Like, you've now got, like, a uh, almost a horde mode built into the main story. So you have to defend bases and stuff and set up defenses, like, gun, uh, cannons. Made of horde mode. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it, I mean, it's it's a really good game. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Like, for all its faults, Gears of War has always been a plain and simple shooter. Get behind cover. Let your health regenerate. Pop off a few shots. Get behind cover again. You know, it doesn't change much. It's nice that it... Yeah, the first game had, like, one bit in the game where they made they tried to tweak the gameplay where you had to shine the light. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, the, 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 yeah. and then after that, it was just like, yeah, get back behind a wall, you numpty. Yeah. And this world has got a lot of waist-high walls. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, just fences. Um, it's, I mean, it's a good game. And it's, it, it, again, it's super cheap now. It's like 25 mm. quid. I picked up for £22. Yeah, well, you say 25 quid, but for your dodgy websites. No, no, I bought it off Amazon for £22. They delivered it the same day. Oh, Amazon. Yeah, I got it on Amazon Prime. They delivered it in one of those little brown bags. You and your Amazon Prime. That's I got, like my, pro- I got my protein delivered the same day. Middle class oh, shut Amazon up. Prime. Look, it's cheaper than spending £2 on every game I want to buy because it gives you £2 off loads of games. Just don't buy so much stuff. <sighs> I cancelled my Amazon Prime. They gave me my money back. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't use it for me. I've been using it quite a bit. Yeah, I didn't use it at all. Um, but that's how I got my protein. I, w- I watched the tick in the free trial. Oh, tick's really good. Yeah, yeah. And then, and that's it. That you know, you directed the tick. No, fucking Wally Fister. Oh, really? Yeah, you know the cinematographer for yeah. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he directed that terrible film with Johnny Depp, where he's an AI. What? The one where Johnny Depp puts his brain in the computer. Oh, Transcendence. Yeah. He directed that. It wasn't very good. That's like uh, that's like Night Nurse for me. I can put that film on, go straight to sleep. <laughs> and it's and you know what's really upsetting about that film? So many good actors. 
You've got Morgan Freeman, you've got um, Michael Caine. Night Kane. Nurse. Yeah, it's like Night Nurse. Which one's Night Nurse? Night Nurse. That's a song. Yeah, you take it, you go to sleep. That's not a film. What? Sure, the fi- that song doesn't come from the film. No, it comes from the, the adverts. There's an ad campaign. They named it after the fucking song. Okay, but the song came first. Yeah. Then the ad campaign. Yeah. And then they made a film about the ad campaign. Did they? You said Night Nurse with Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine. No, no, no. I said it's like Night Nurse, but it's such a shame because there's so many great actors like Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine. I wasn't associating Night Nurse. I said it's the film is like Night Nurse. Which film? Transcendence. Oh. What is going on with you? I thought you said, like, there's some film Are you called... drinking rum without my permission? <laughs> you said, you, no, you heard it. It sounded like you were talking about a film called Night Nurse. No, I was talking about the film Transcendence. I was saying it was a shame that it's so shit because it's got so many great actors in it. Before that, I referenced Night Nurse in, in, in reference to the fact that the film can put me to sleep better than any other drug available. Ah. Straight away, in fact. I can put it on. Just hear Johnny Depp go, We've made an AI. And <laughs> Yeah, you recounting this is having that effect on me too. What? Transcendence. I can tell you about Transcendence. It'll put you asleep, me just giving you a synopsis. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favourite way to say oh my god nowadays. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, But uh, Gears of War 4. It's never going to be... I would get it on PC, but... um... I don't want to use the Windows Store. No, it's fair. I enough. forgot I had that Forza free to play game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame you for that one. Yeah. Um, it's it's a great game. Um, it's we're in a really weird time for video games because stuff like Recall went down to like twenty two pound as well because nothing's selling. Everyone's gone off buying games all of a sudden. But it's really odd because the digital games are holding their value on Amazon. So they're still mm. saying fifty quid. But they haven't got stock to move, have they? Yeah, that's true. Digital games. That's the thing. People order in a million copies of Titanfall and they're like, Titanfall is going to be a big deal. And they release it between frigging Battlefield and Call of Duty. Duty. And it's the the best game out of the three and it's ignored. Yeah, I'll get it eventually. I don't want to play the single player on it. I want to play the multiplayer. Yeah, apparently single player is awesome. This is a multiplayer, apparently. Yeah, but I just want to play single player. No, you don't. You want to play multiplayer as well. Every level on the single player like um, has its own gimmick going on. I know. And there's a level where you keep jumping back and forth in time, but it's instantaneous. And, you, and you've got a it's thing awesome. that switches it, so you can yeah. go, yeah. It's instantaneous, which is oh, crazy. God, I look forward to playing that game. Ugh. But anyway, Gears of War, I give it a Matthew Broderick, before the murders. <laughs> before the murders. <laughs> before the murders. But that wasn't long, that was like straight after Ferris Bueller, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. When he crashed the car, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so basically driving. Matthew Broderick from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Not from... Uh, Who's the other actor who did that? Um, the Indian actor. Can't remember his name. There's an Indian actor who basically got drunk one night, ran over a homeless guy who had passed out in the street, Cal killed Penn. him. No, he's an Indian actor, like Bollywood actor. Oh. For years, this court case went on, yeah. and eventually his name was cleared. And like all of Bollywood was like, thank God, he didn't deserve any of that. He said, that homeless man should not have been unconscious in the street. Because they hate homeless people in India. They think they're like vermin and stuff like that. He was drunk, and he crushed the guy's head with his car. And apparently... From reports, he swerved to hit him. The real John Landis, there, didn't he? Ah, oh, John Landis, I met him. Anyway, so Matthew Broderick, you could have met him, but that mean you wouldn't be around anymore. Mm. Yeah, so shall I review things? That was the beginning of the troubles for yeah. Matthew Broderick. Do you remember in Fertie Rock? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't actually have pens, yeah. but I've got this pen without without any ink. If you press real hard, you can make an impression of what you need to write onto <laughs> something and then take it with you. Oh, that's good. 
Alec Baldwin, no, we need pens. <laughs> what? We need we need pens here. Yes. I deserve a pen. Yeah, you deserve a pen. He immediately gets promoted and leaves him. <laughs> and he's stuck there still writing notes. Oh, still the best line ever in 30 Rock was, uh, this is like that time I auditioned for that role in Rush Hour, but then they gave my part to Jackie Chan. <laughs> no, the best part in uh, that is uh, Michael Keaton as a janitor. <laughs> Alec Baldwin was like it's a really good thing we got this gun off of Tracy because can you imagine if it just randomly oh my god it randomly went off in my hand <laughs> hopefully no one's injured <laughs> Michael Keaton's like hey guys I heard you were trapped up on the door let me open that you <laughs> come on everyone through oh god I've been shot I was only one day away from retirement one day away from retirement <laughs> and he just starts have you seen the uh, speaking of Michael Keaton have you seen the Spider-Man Homecoming yeah trailer? How cool does Vulture look in that? It just looks like Iron Man. I fucking like... I love the look of the Vulture. It looks like Iron Man. He's not. He's got like a freaking World War II bomber jacket on. It's a really cool looking pointy helmet thing. He looks like Alchemy meets Iron Man. No one cares about Alchemy. (laughs) That was like the weakest plot twist ever, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a bit too obvious. I'm kind of hoping, speaking of spoilers for Flash, that Tom Felton's character, like he doesn't really know he's Alchemy as such. Like it's the moment Savitar contacts him, he doesn't know, and maybe there's more people doing this. So, how many episodes in are you? Um, the invasion ones next week. Oh, okay. Because they've so. done the thing where he opens the drawer, it's like, ah, oh, you're out of welcoming. Okay. But it's too simple, that isn't it? Like, what if there's different ones from different dimensions? I don't know. Like, so it's I spoil too it for dumb. you. He's already know he's like we got the thing, and he's got. So I spoil it for you. Why? What? What? What now? What now? Because I've seen up to episode eight, which is the mid-season finale to so the Christmas episode. Why? What now? What now? You're just ruining it. <laughs> just trying to ruin it. Try to stop it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to review a thing. <laughs> shut, your, shut your fucking tits. You donkey raping shit eater. So I'm going to review the invasion mm. <laughs> story. No, you're not allowed to. Okay. Not allowed to. Okay. Because I haven't watched it yet. It's next week. Okay. Right, I'm going to review Doom. Oh, you also bought Doom? Yeah, I bought Didn't Doom I as well. Didn't I review this a few months? It, yeah, but your views don't count really, do they? So. Okay. Um, Doom might be my favourite game of the year, I think. It's up there for me as well. It's fucking superb. Like, you know, everyone always goes Uncharted 4. Yeah, it was good. But it was like, you know, one of those ones where it's like, we've got this really big story, now wander through this environment where we tell this lush story where there's waist high walls everywhere, here comes a fight. Uh Um, But Doom is like unashamedly the most game game made by a big name studio for years. Like, there is not a single element of this Doom game that is, like, going, we need to tell an epic adventure story, and here's a million different things we've chucked in to make it more and more complex. Want to craft some items? None of that's there. Could have been, because apparently they were going the Wolfenstein route originally, and they were going to make it all serious and dark. Oh, really? Did you ever see that trailer? No. It was years and years ago. It was originally going to be set on Earth, and the Hellspawn have come to Earth and taken it over and enslaved the human race. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but it was terrible looking. It looked like the Wolfenstein game, so it looked completely wrong. Um, okay. But this game is unashamedly one of the most aggressive games ever made. It is incredible. It's like the gameplay is entirely built around aggression. Like when you beat an enemy down, you do you have to do the jump up and melee kill things. That's how you restore your health. So you're encouraged to play recklessly and jump into the battle and get shot at because you can pull the health back anyway. Get a chainsaw to get your ammo back. So, you know, you've got this weapon, you can only use it a couple of times because of the fuel. Yeah. And it's all about, like... Getting dead in with the enemies. Chainsaw was was uh, ammo and the BFG's yeah. health. Well, the health is whenever you do the melee kill, you get yeah, health yeah, every the time. BFG does health in a big does way it? though. Ah, right. Have I you not got the BFG yet? Not yet. No, I've gone to hell though. But those are the two. Those are the two 
So you get yeah. they're both limited ammunition. So one's uh, get out of jail free if you need ammo. One's mm. get out of jail free if you need help. Yeah, there's like um, as well the level design reminds me of the original Doom. It's like mm. it's sprawling and complex and goes all over the place, and you're encouraged to explore the secret areas everywhere and stuff like that. Um, never feels like you're just wandering down a corridor. Like a level could be a straight line, oh, but yeah. it's vertical and it's all over the place and friggin' like there's a whole level section where you're working your way along a bridge but there's all these different routes you can go to get across this bridge mm. like you're jumping up and down um, not touch the multiplayer don't care um, I have apparently they've changed it a whole load since it came out they've yeah. put a proper deathmatch mode it's in, more balanced they? you can put bots in multiplayer right. as well now. it's actually alright yeah. yeah but um, we played the beta didn't we yeah it was alright quite but, a bit but um, yeah single player is mental and it does a really good job of setting up set piece moments yeah like there's a whole um before you get sent to hell, there's a whole bit where you have to work your way up a tower. Yes, and which is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's I like unrelenting. I never got fr- I like platforming in first person games. Yeah, it's always an issue. There is never a game that's got it perfectly right. Mirror's Edge is a game based around platforming. You're saying jumping flash doesn't get platforming. <laughs> Mirror's Edge is a game based around the idea of platforming, and it gets it wrong. There is no game that gets it right. Mirror's Edge is fine. It's fine, but it's not I love good. Mirror's. The first one is anyway. It doesn't work as it should. Because of things like melee combat, melee combat, and shit like that, it just doesn't work. That's fine. Um, but go to something like Doom, and although platforming isn't great, they're in safeguards. Like you've got a meter from the actual ledge to reach up, so you can always yeah. aim quite high. But at the same time, it's not frustrating when you go down. You can use um, enemies to yeah. extend your jump as well. So if you Which shoot enemies great. near an edge of a ledge, if you get if you get a hold and you yeah. get some of their health down, you jump towards it, and then you can double jump again. It's great. Yeah. Um, but the word that I, I used to describe Doom, I think I used it in my review as well, is kinetic. It feels like a motion. It feels like movement is something that's encouraged and constantly something yeah. needs to happen. As opposed to a game like Call of Duty where you go forward, stop, Cordial script, shooting, stop, script, stop, script. No, no real, ugh, there's no real energy yeah. to it. And that's, and that's a damn shame because if there were more games like Doom, I'd be buying more first-person shooters. I wouldn't be looking yeah. towards first-person shooters. Are they doing a story expansion for it, aren't they? Like a mm. new single-player thing, aren't they? Not yet. I'm sure they announced something a little while ago. I don't know. They, I mean, they could release Snap Map, so you can make your own map yeah. sale. They could yeah. release a whole other game like this, and I would buy it instantly. I'd pay full retail price. I'd like, and get on disc. Like original Doom-style expansions, yeah. where they just chuck an extra couple of levels and. But um, nuts. I do like the um, retro levels you can unlock as well, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, like I found two of them so far. I love the fact that they they, hunt for them. they try and keep the pixels massive. Yeah. So even though it's 1080p now, it looks exactly the same as it did on a yeah. fucking old, really shitty 480. Yeah. It's by a bit shame that it puts the new enemies in there. Though. Yeah. I think it would have been cool if you had the old ones, but they do like, like stuff like the music in the games incredible. Yeah. Like the music's fantastic. Metal as fuck. It's like, it bosses, sounds like a Nine Inch Nail soundtrack. The like. bosses have like patterns and shit. It's gone back to that sort of Mega yeah. Man style gaming where you have patterns, you have movements yeah. that you can go through. Oh, just, it's a proper gaming game. Yeah. Um, <sighs> it's not bogged it down did by do anything. Well. Did it's it? done really well. It's nice. It? Yeah, it's really big. Yeah. Oh, cool. Did great. It's going cheap because 2K are quite good at like knocking down... Yeah. Bethesda are quite good at knocking down prices on the well, games, when they sell, they? I think when a game like sells... 15 quid last week. When a, guess, when when a game, game sells 5 million units... Hmm. It recoups its complete money advertising and then it's gone into profit. I think it's like 40% profit at that point. 
But um, no, it's like. And then so after five million, so you've got all platforms. It depends 5 million. on the game, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah. See how much money Ubisoft spend on Assassin's Creed? It's freaking terrifying. Yeah, but Assassin's Creed is advertised on buses like, and everything. Doom was on. It's not just advertising. The, the production of Assassin's Creed is insane. Really? Yeah, but you got voice cast and stuff like this. So you just get the fucking devs to come in and go, and then voice mix over in a fucking booth. I can make no, that. No, Assassin's like Creed demon. is like they'll have like three or four studios the size of like one of EA's Battlefield studios like working on just like a small part of one game have you heard they're taking a year off from Assassin's Creed yeah no we've got the film though but and apparently it mentions the storyline for the games it's not very good though is it nah of course not Michael Fassman is going to be fantastic in it Marion Coutelard will be fantastic in it but they Jeremy Irons is in it Jeremy Irons will be fantastic but the film will be awful Jeremy Irons was fantastic in Batman vs Superman it's a Parker action film isn't it yeah yeah we had that with Prince of Persia Pitch of Persia wasn't that bad a film. I thought it was alright. I loved yeah. Alfred Molina in it. it yeah, Alfred Molina hilarious. was amazing in it. He was doing a Bob Hoskins impression. Oh, he was just doing whatever I he really wanted. wanted him to say, it's good to talk at some point. Oh, I actually really like that. Yeah. When I think about it, that film you know is a great film, though. What? Doom. Everyone loves Doom is Doom. actually quite a good film. It's hilarious. Um, see, Doom is actually quite a good film. It's it's not great, but it's no, it's, no. it's a good B-movie, Do you know why action, Doom's dumb good? action movie film. All right, they did five things right with Doom. Mm. The Rock. Yeah. First person action sequence. Carl Urban, mm. Gore, yeah, under ten million. Oh yeah, it's watching Dexter Fletcher in a wheelchair. Dexter Fletcher in a wheelchair. It's Pinky. Yeah, under ten million. Mm. You make a film for under ten million, regardless of how well that film does. As long as you don't spend fifteen million on advertising, you're going to make your money back. <laughs> it was weird that one. The first person like, sequence. John Carpenter's in it, isn't he? John Carp. Is it John Carpenter who's got a cameo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like this new Doom. It's good. I like this new I'll be when I finished it. I haven't finished it yet. I've got like about. I'm one of the weird people that like Doom Three. Doom Three. But I'm one of the weird people that like Doom Three because at the time I had a friend who had a PC that could run Doom Three. No, so that's why you liked it because you like graphics whore. No, no, no. At the time, that was the best thing I'd ever seen. And and like. <laughs> and now it looks like. Now freaking, it's like dog shit. Yeah, it looks terrible. It's like when you remember Chronicles of Riddick when that came out and everyone was like, "Wow, yeah. this is the best looking console game ever." And then they did the HD version. Like, you could have bumped up the textures a bit. We've already had this conversation before. Like, this could be our two-year anniversary conversation, but we had the conversation about the dinosaur in the PS1 demo. Oh, yeah. And how it looked amazing. I've still got a video on my YouTube about... I've probably got the disc somewhere. We could play it. (laughs) If I could find the demo disc. We'll do a stream for, like, five minutes. (laughs) The dinosaur. (laughs) The dinosaur demo. There was another one that had a dolphin. Yeah, I never. That was on the um, second generation PlayStation. Dolphin. Yeah, it's about the dinosaur. Can make his jaw open. Dinosaur was amazing. Turn his head. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Like you could do that. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was a great demo. Yeah. Um, Doom's great. I completely agree. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel like no one's played it. I genuinely sometimes feel like no one's playing it, and that upsets me. But Doom, Doom is amazing. Well then, your next review, bitch. So it is. So my next review this week is going to be a film that I saw thanks to the Odeon Screen Unseen program. Ooh. You know what this is, don't you? Oh, it's where they give you a surprise film, isn't it? Yeah, you pay like five pounds a ticket. And yeah, a few, about a month and a half ago, my buddy uh, Adam, Under the Moons, yeah. went to one and he got to see Arrival. Oh, nice. Which yeah, is unfair. Was... <laughs> well, I went to one and I got to see A Monster Calls. And Monster Calls. Which is the new Sigourney Weaver... The sequel to Inspectacles. No, it's the new Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, Felicity Jones, Liam Neeson movie. Um, it's... <sighs> Does Liam Neeson shoot some stuff in it? No. Oh. Okay, so it's... Oh, I know which one you mean. With yeah, a big yeah, old yeah. finger right, okay, back garden. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay let's, let's go through this. So, yeah. if you've seen any film like Mirror Mask... You remember Mirror Mask? Yeah. Okay, you understand the art style to this. 
So there's a real world and there's a fantasy world. And in the fantasy world, it's painted differently to illustrate the fact it's a fantasy world. In the real world, it's very realistic. It's very gritty and grimy. And then sometimes elements will cross over. The so story, like Pan's Labyrinth. A bit like Pan's Labyrinth, but painted rather mm. than... Well, Pan's Labyrinth splashes um, vibrant colours as soon as you go to the fantasy world, but the real world's very blue. But it's still a physical world. Yeah. This is... It goes... Well, so, go okay, so let's let's go into the, let's go into the, the actual plot. Um, a young boy is dealing with the illness of his mother. She's coughing a lot. She's ill, so she's got movie cancer. No. Um, the little boy is um, dealing with a lot of issues. He's getting bullied at school. He just he really he's he's having trouble fitting in. He's a great artist, but there's all this emotional turmoil bubbling below the surface. People are trying to help him, but he's not willing to accept the help because he is dealing with his own burden. One day, he's visited by a giant monster at twelve oh seven. The monster says to him. I'm going to tell you three stories. Tonight, I'm not going to tell you a story, but I'm going to tell you three stories, and then on the fourth night that I visit you, you are going to tell me your ultimate truth, your real story. Mm. So the monster goes away, comes back a couple of nights later, this big hulking tree monster, looks a bit like Groot on steroids, about 100 foot tall, and he tells the boy the first story. Comes back in soon after, tells the boy the second story, third story, and on the fourth day, the boy reveals his truth. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and spoil... That he's really a tree. No. I'm not going to go and spoil the territory about any of this, because I, I I actually like the film. It's really Mm. hard to explain. I'm just going to see it with a work buddy. Um, We went and got pizza beforehand. It was a really nice evening, just two guys hanging out. I needed a little bit of, a little bit of time with someone that, that did know my drama and it was just it was a good way of doing it. And give you a hand job in the cinema. Didn't give me a hand job in the cinema. That what? was a disappointment. He did buy me did buy me revels. I suppose though. tickets were only five quid. Bought me revels though. Oh that's alright. Exactly yeah, so. Win win for me. I like the coffee ones. I love revels. Anyway, so um the film itself is it's it's a pretty form formulaic story. You've probably seen it a million times it sounds, over. I think it sounds a lot like Peach Dragon. It sounds a little bit like Pete's Dragon, yeah. but it's it more has that divide because you're constantly wondering if it's the child's psyche trying to deal with the emotional he's trauma, fucking nuts. or if it's alcoholic. or if it's actually happening. Yeah. Um, but because of the actors, because of the the people of Edward, the kid is fucking incredible. I didn't expect to say that ever about a kid kid actor, but he's fucking great. Sigourney Weaver in it, doing an English accent. Her English accent is a bit wavy. It's like not always there, but at the same time, she does really fucking well mm-hmm. um, and it's a low budget film for her it's not like a massive big budget thing it's not like Avatar it's not like anything else she's done like even like fucking um, she does loads of low budget films yeah, no one even, watches them even like Cabin is in the Woods is that one where she's having a relationship with a teenage boy we've not seen that so this kid is like 19 and he's trying to impress this older lady at Sigourney Weaver and it's a friend of his dad's I can't what it's called I would totally bang Sigourney. It's not a very good film. I really do. I would go straight oh, yeah. for Sigourney Weaver. I love her. Jamie Lee Curtis and Sigourney Weaver would be a random Eighties Jamie Lee Curtis and Sigourney Weaver. Like, no, you get that. Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Jamie Weaver Curtis, and Ghostbusters. Michelle Pfeiffer. Any of those ladies are single right now? Yeah, Keymaster. Ma- I am young <laughs> and so full of energy. I would treat you so well. Keymaster Sigourney Weaver. Catwoman. And then. Well, the Berry uh, Catwoman. Hattie Berry Catwoman. <laughs> Uh, oh, but no, A Monster Calls, it's, as I said, it's a pretty formulaic film. If you've seen anything to do with kids and kids dealing with emotional trauma and all that shit, you've seen this film. But I don't think you've seen it quite in this way. Uh, the mixture of fantasy elements is good. It's not seamless. They have to introduce the, they have like a, so the kid's an artist. He's really good at drawing. He gets that from his mum. His mum taught him to draw at a very young age. He's an artist. And so you get a lot of, the divide is the different, Different formats of what drawing. What the fuck? Sigourney Weaver was in an episode of Doc Martin. 
Really? Yeah, as an American tourist. I'm going to watch Doug Martin. Which way you clicking on the mouse, man? Fucking lover. Could have messed up all sorts. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, Monster Calls. I give it a... It's hard to give it a review because I don't really... I give it a Tom Holland. Tom Holland? Yeah, he's a young guy. He's going to be Spider-Man. I see a lot of hope in his future. I don't think it's immediate hope. I don't think everything he does is gold or anything he's done before this time is gold. But now that he's being managed by Marvel, he's in the right path. I think that this is going to be a great home release. I don't think this is going to do a massive amount of um, money in the cinema. But I'm glad I saw it. In fact, I'm really glad I saw it. I really enjoyed it for what it was. I'm going to another one on Monday. Hopefully it's Rogue One. It's probably not Rogue One. Probably Manchester by the Sea, looking at the clues. I can't find this film she was in. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I I give it a Tom Holland. Seducing a child, pretty much. Um... (laughs) Although, one weird thing, this is like a weird anecdote that I said during the film that's actually pretty on point. It could be a Guardians of the Galaxy fucking um, prequel. Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, because the kid's mum is dying of cancer. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, he runs out the hospital when she, when he sees her in like this horrible shit show of a shape. It's just one fucking spaceship away from taking him away, and he'd be like, oh, Groot, I remember you. You told me a bunch of stories. So you're saying that, yeah, that Star-Lord <laughs> met Groot. Yeah, it could be. It could be. That's that's actually pretty on point. All right. Your review, Anne. Penises. Um, well, they're quite good, aren't they? I mean, to have one is pretty fantastic. Mm. Also, the jobs that open up to you are fucking incredible. Anyway, I'm going to review uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Series Ash one? Ash vs. Evil Dead. I keep saying the Series Evil Dead. Series one? And two. Have you watched two? Um, almost all of it. There's only one episode left. It's on a Monday, the day we put this bloody podcast Wait up. a second. How you been watching Ash vs. the Evil Dead? Because it's on Virgin Media. Tell me all Every about this Virgin Media. How do we get Virgin Media? Well, I've got it on my TV. It's on the TV downstairs. You okay. can watch it. It's on demand. You can just turn it on. It's free. Wait, Virgin Media's free? Well, I pay for it, but... You pay for Virgin Media, yeah, and then you Yeah, it's very expensive. Vers- Thank you. Yeah, but you can watch Ash vs. Evil Dead completely free. Yeah. For anyone who's got Virgin Media right now, and people that are prospectively thinking about getting Virgin Media because they're listening to this podcast, and they think to themselves, I want to get they're Virgin Media. They're not going to give me a discount, right? All right. Yeah, I'm sorry, I tried. I still have to pay 100 and some odd quid a month for that. Really? Stuff. Well, you want your 250 meg internets. Is that how much internet we get? Yeah. I don't get it's fucking fast. I get like 30 meg. Yeah. You want your 500 channels. I don't have any of the channels. And the phone that we ignore downstairs. I don't have any of the channels, and I don't use the phone. <laughs> yeah. You could probably put the set-top box in your room. But you'd just get covered in dust. Exactly, because I've got, um, I've got, I'm on fleek. So Ash versus shut up, cat. There's a cat screaming outside. So Ash versus Evil Dead is like it's like a sequel to Ash, to Evil Dead from years and years ago. Ash is an idiot. Yep. And he fucking some uses a Necronomicon. Yep. That was stupid. Yep. That was a bad move, Ash. Yep. So naturally, he teams up with his um, Honduran Mexican friend. Yep. And also, with a girl that he likes. Hot Jewish lady. Yeah, who they managed to kill her, both her parents. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, to be fair, they turned um, into deadites, but yeah. whatever. Um, and it just basically leads on this adventure. Now, the first series is like, you can feel the low-budgetness of it. Like, none, like there's like Lucy Lawless and yeah. um, the cop who's chasing them. They don't appear in a scene with Ash until like episode seven. Yep. Um, so there's a whole load of this where you've had two crews doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like a lot of other TV shows, thanks to them not filming it in Vancouver. About the only show that isn't filmed in Vancouver. Isn't it actually filmed in America? It's filmed in Norway. No, it's not. It's New Zealand. Well, New Ze- it's filmed in Norway, the no, first it's series. in New Zealand. No. New Zealand. First series is Norway. 
No, sure. it's not. No, New Zealand, because they actually say that they've got actors from New Zealand. They filmed in New Zealand because they've got a load of actors that can put on American accents. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, you you feel the lower budget in the first series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really good like gradual build. It's like I was expecting like a Monster of the Week type thing, and it's not. It's more of a continuous one oh, yeah. long thread story. Yeah. Um, and the last three episodes of that first series is basically like a whole new Evil Dead film. Yeah. Um, where he returns to the cabin again. Um, second series, definitely the budget's ramped up a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, they're pushing things a lot farther, like with Ash getting a pierced cock in his face and mm. getting his head stuck in a dead body's ass. Mm. Um, that was lovely. Um, and they're pushing the budget a bit further. Lucy Lawless is in the whole series this time. Yep. Um, I don't think it's that she couldn't be in the first series. I think it was because it was the same time as uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, she probably didn't have much, like... Free time. Free time, yeah. She's only in Age of Shield for a couple of episodes, though, wasn't she? Three episodes in the beginning? Yeah. She's in a bunch of stuff that year, though. But she was in America, and then she's going to New Zealand or wherever yeah. this is filmed, and then... Yeah. But I, f- I figure they film most of her stuff in, like, no time. Mm. Um, she, like, she disappears into a pile of flames for two episodes. Oh. Don't see her again. Um, she's so hot, though. I love how the series consistently events only happen because Ash or Pedro are fucking stupid. That's not true. They throw the book of Necronomicon into the hell portal, which yeah. allows friggin'... Um, Baal to, to summon himself that's because out of the back of their that's car that's because Pedro <laughs> felt his necklace telling him to do that the book told him to he paid for it <laughs> but um yeah he paid for it yeah yeah but, let's um, not spoil that though because <laughs> we're trying to get people to watch this yeah but um yeah excellent series it does feel authentically Ash for authentically evil it death. feels like Rob Tappert's on board doesn't it <laughs> it's really good like the first episode was done by Sam Raimi and it's yeah. shot like a Sam Raimi thing yeah and the, oh, the fucking light bulb scene yeah, in the first episode is incredible. Oh, in house, yeah, yeah, where he's he's in the electronic shop and he like picks up the box. And he picks it up too quick and he doesn't realize because he's like, oh, oh it's, it's box. And just goes straight. And it's just a continuous shot of five minutes of Ash firstly smashing the bulbs and then trying to hide them under a pallet and yeah. then walking away. Where Pedro comes to save the day yeah. with a broom. Yeah. Um, it's great. I Pablo. Really- Pablo, Pablo, not Pedro. Pablo, he calls him Pedro in one episode where he's Pablo, like, yeah. been knocked on the head. Um, the only thing that's bothered me is that the second series has gone back to the cabin at the end. I hope that doesn't become a thing every year. No, no, no. I don't think it has. They actually purposely did that. Yeah, they, but they're doing a different spin on it in this one. Yeah. But the reason that Pedro died is because the script writers wanted them to... Oh, sorry. The reason that Pedro... Pablo... Died Pablo. is because they wanted him to go back to the cabin. Yeah. They did it all so that they could invite that... Because it's going to be part of Ash's madness. Is like I think that um, not to go into spoiler territory. I'm pretty good at guessing where programs are going. I'm pretty good at films and stuff, and also what they're developing, like the, the Justice League. Hmm. I'm not going to go into details about Justice League. I have someone who works on the set for the Justice League movie, so I know what's happening, uh-huh. and I've kind of guessed most of it. Could be fucking miserable. Yeah, I've yeah. guessed most of it, so I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to go into details for shit like that. But when it comes to this, I like most of this. The reason they've gone back to the cabin is I think that they're cementing the fact that Ash is the person who's caused his own destruction. Yeah. It's all going to be... Oh, it'll end up with him leaving the book exactly where they found it. Regardless of how the programme ends this season, he is going to be the person who who started everything. Well, it is. The the whole running thread for the series is Ash is the problem with everything. Yeah. Like, he uses the incantation and calls yep. the book out. The end of series one, the way it ends, basically sets up series two yep. because he wanted the easy way out. Yep. Um, I do hope they sort out the whole thing with the uh, Army of Darkness so they can actually do a proper... Well, they already mentioned like, it. Yeah, well, the they last did, episode, they, they said that I went back to medieval times. Yeah, they can mention it, but they can't show anything from it. Yeah, they don't need to. Yeah, but I want them to do, like, 
No, because Evil Ash has already been in it. He was the main thing for... It wasn't proper Evil Ash, though. Yes, it was. It was a physical version of Evil yeah, Ash. it wasn't Ash with like, the messed up face and the yeah, armor. Yeah, because he didn't kill himself like that. No, I like, want that one. You want the one that's all messed up? Yeah, I want them to do a proper, proper full-blown army so what, of darkness. So you want the end, of, the end of this season, you want it to be spoilers. They've sorted out everything. They get sent further back in they time. They get sent back further in time to medieval times, and yeah. he has to pick up the pieces. And the whole series up. three is them in medieval times. That'd be incredible. But they'd have to sort out a license for it, because no, they can't. they wouldn't. They just they have do. to use an old Game of no, Thrones. They're not allowed to <laughs> reference anything from Army of Darkness. Are they not? No. They're only allowed... They've made illusions, but they're not allowed to and show any footage from it. they brought back it. the original cast. <laughs> That'd be incredible. But yeah, the closest they've been able to do is show that footage of the car landing in medieval times from Evil Dead yeah. 2. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's it's a great thing. It was cool to see when his um, sister comes back to life, and it's the that same was, actress. That was really awesome. Yeah, I was and, kind of um, I was still Ted attracted Raimi. to her. Ted Raimi in it for a Ted little Raimi, bit. Ted Raimi, yeah, he was good. He was his buddy. Yeah. Oh my god, the last episode. Okay, so the end of the, the last episode we've seen in season two because we're both on the same episode. I'm on now. season nine, episode nine. Yeah, we're yeah. both on the same episode. Um, yeah. The bit where he's he's chugging the drink down. He goes, "Oh, you can really taste the angel dust." I pissed myself laughing. No oh dear. Just had a little bit of a wee on the train to work as I was watching that on my phone. Just like, you watching it on your phone for? Because I watch it on my way to work. It's disrespectful to the image. It's how I watch You're the Worst. And that's oh, what okay. And leading into my next review, You're the Worst season three. I've already done that, haven't I? Possibly. Why? I, he knows, man. I don't think I have, and they don't broadcast it in the UK, so there's not much point in me. Yeah. Sadly. Well, review a thing, then. Okay, well, my next review is going to be Westworld Season 1. Yeah. 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 Not watched um, it. Have you not? Nah. At I didn't realise it was on, um... It was on Sky Atlantic. I don't get Sky Atlantic. Ah, okay. And I'm, I, you know, I don't download stuff and pirate stuff off the internet. Nor do I. I just pay for an account with, like, Comcast or something like that, and then you get it for, like, $5. Give Comcast money. Um, anyway, so um, Westworld. Yeah, everyone's loving it. Have you seen Westworld? I've seen the film. Yeah, Westworld. And Future World. Future World. Yeah, there's a TV okay. series in the eighties as well. That lasted five episodes. Beyond Westworld. Apparently, it was awful. Yeah, I say five episodes. It got cancelled after three. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the new series of Westworld is written by one of the Nolan brothers. It's all about robots. Mm-hmm. It's all about robots. Yeah, it's about West. theme park, Wild West theme park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of um, this series kind of frames the theme park as a sort of multiplayer, bigger MMO multiplayer experience. Like loads of people were in this world and it's completely immersive and there's systems to how it works. Like the the guns don't kill people, rappers that's, do. That's the same as the first film. Yeah, but it's like, it, the first film was like, here's a thing, but this one's got a lot more gamification going on apparently. Yeah, so... Loads of game design nerds have been going on about it. Yeah, okay. Um... All right, well let's 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 do this. All right, so the original film, the idea was you go to a theme park, you pay like ten ten thousand dollars a day. To have or... sex with robot hookers, <laughs> probably, and then you'll bring shoot you. <laughs> yeah, essentially, you paid a lot of money <laughs> to go to a place where a bunch of robots, hmm. and the robots would, you know, they'd either be fodder or they'd be sex. Lovely. That's kind of it, right? Hmm. They would all have their own distinct paths. They'd have programming. They would have journeys. They go on and you sort of join in or you stop them or you do whatever you want. It was essentially like a carnal desire development fucking plan. So you could go and you could fuck what you want and you could kill what you want. Um, and it was very loose in terms of the narrative. There wasn't really one. So you'd sort of go there. You'd be interacting in this society that existed. If you shot someone, they would go away, be repaired, and they'd come back later on. 
Or if you went on a journey somewhere off into the far distance, there'd be a bunch of Cherokees. You'd fight the Cherokees, they'd get shot, they'd go back, they'd get repaired, and they'd come back later on. Mm. You know, it was all it was all just sort of seventies idea of, of theme parks and what they wanted. They just want the the instant mm. gratification that we've got now in our everyday lives. But it's Michael Crichton's second theme park theme one hitting the microphone. I didn't again. mean to. Fucking pleb. It's like a one in a million shot for my knuckle to hit the fucking boom pipe. The pop shot. It's, it's a hundred percent chance if you aim your fist right for it. I didn't aim. Anyway, so Westworld now is a little <laughs> bit different. Same basic idea. Now, they don't have... In the original film, they had the idea that the hands... They couldn't get hands right, which is quite clever, because mm. you'd be able to tell who was a robot and who was a human. Yeah. The guns wouldn't work on humans. They would only work on robots, because they'd detect the robots and they'd be able to fire. Mm. Now, same sort of thing. Guns won't work on humans. They will only work on robots. They won't kill humans. They will hurt them. They're a bit like a paintball. Yeah. So they disperse before they hit. Whilst with a robot, it's more like... Um, well, we'll go into that. Um, so, and now they have quests. Mm-hmm. So you pull in on a train, you come into Westworld, and Westworld's this whole place where you can explore. And you'll find someone, you'll interact with someone in some menial way or some significant so it's way. It's more like an MMO. Yeah. And then that person will lead you on a journey that you can go on throughout your time at Westworld, or you can do it quickly if you're more persistent. You could push further. Um, and that narrative depends on who you meet. Hmm. Um, we are introduced in the first episode to Teddy and Dolores. Teddy is played by James Marsden, Cyclops from X-Men. And Dolores is played by Evan Rachel Wood, who was Marilyn Manson's girlfriend for a long period of time. Wife at one point. No, um, Rose McGowan was. So was Evan Rachel Wood. And Dita Von Jesus, Marilyn Manson looks like a fucking mm. foot and he's done all these women. I can't even fucking get one to love me. No. Six years. Oh. I miss it so much. Oh. Anyway, so Dolores and Teddy have this romance. You go through the whole episode thinking, oh, God, look, here are these people. They're interacting. This yeah. is what the part's like. And there's a scene in which Teddy's sitting on the train. You can hear people say, oh, last time I came to Westwood, I went full evil. <gasps> like, I went full evil. Like, I'm talking like I fucking killed people, break kids, killed murderers, but then killed good people as well, killed women, killed children, killed whoever the fuck I wanted. And you've got another no person saying, you. you've got another person saying that I played it good. Yeah. I played it fully good. I was I was good. I was the sheriff's partner. I went on this massive adventure. We hunted down some bandits. It was a great time. But this time, this time, I'm going to go find the treasure. And it's all this idea that you can do whatever you want. There is a narrative for almost everyone to go and have an adventure that matches their, matches their real, truthful self. And that's the interesting idea. It's the, the idea of developing a personality through something that has no personality, something that's artificial. Um... That's the first episode. We reveal at the end of the first episode, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I do apologise for the spoilers. I do have to go you slightly spoilery. Spoilers. I do. I have to go slightly spoilery. Yeah. Teddy is actually a robot. Teddy's actually a robot. Yeah, we right. think through the whole first episode that he's not. We think he's a human. There's little hints in the way that he reacts to people saying stuff like, I'm going to fall evil. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. There's little hints that he's not, you know, all there. And then in the second episode, we're introduced to Billy. William. William picks the white hat. So in the beginning, there's an arbitrary choice, like in terms of clothing and what you what you wear, how you go. Yeah. One person picks a black hat. That's Logan, played by Ben Barnes. And then Billy picks a white hat because he's going to play it good. He's he's innocent. He's new to the park. Logan's a veteran, and it's sort of it's it's taunted. No, not taunted. Tainted him. It's turned him into this person who who almost realizes their full inner self. So there's the idea that your inner self is always evil. Once you've seen enough bad in the world, you just become bad. Or if you see bad as in Westworld, as if you see the narrative, you see the little hints that these are robots, you sort of break down the rules. 
you are inevitably going to become a black hat. But that's not the truth. Mm. It might be the truth. It's not the truth. It might be the truth, but it's not the truth. It might be, though. Mm. Get it? So anyway, from the series onwards, we're following Billy. We're following a man in black played by Ed Harris, who is a murdering monster who goes around doing in just incredibly evil things. No. Um, and then you've also got Dolores. You've got Teddy. They're all both on the. They're all on the separate journeys. Then you've also got Maeve, played by Fandy Newton, incredibly attractive lady. She plays the proprietor of a whorehouse. Oh. Bordello. Um, and um, and all these people intertwine. They're like there's all these stories and narratives. You have got Bernard. Played by um, Jeffrey... He played the American in uh, Spectre and all the James Bond films of recent ones. Shit, I, I could tell name. you. Jeffrey, what's his name? Jeffrey. Wright. You're right. Is it right? Right. Jeffrey Wright? No. You sure? It's right. Yeah, with a W, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Jeffrey Wright and you <clears> Anthony <throat> Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins plays Ford who is the original proprietor of the park, the developer, he spent two years... The idea is that they spent two and a half years changing things after a big incident. So it's hinted at that the original Westworld did happen. Maybe. Your brother went mad, killed a bunch of people, and then they had to close the park, open it again. But then now more people are developing... They released Beyond Westworld, and then they were like, fuck, we need to sort this out, that series of shit. So uh, where we are now, (laughs) Westworld's happened, Future World hasn't happened, that's dismissed... Westworld is currently happening with robots. They have something they call um, uh, reveries. Mm. So reveries are tiny little memories that sink into the brain of the robot. So when they're in their chosen occupation, they'll be wiped. But they'll be wiped and the reveries will stay. And the reveries are things like the biting of a lip when there's attraction, um, uh, sipping a drink in a particular way, making eye contact while sipping a drink in a suggestive way. You know, tiny little things that their programming has caused them to do that they've had a reaction that remembers. They they have a reaction, then the mind just sort of tucks that away. And these reveries are the beginning of a bunch of crises because all the people that have reveries, all the people that have this understanding, they have these tiny little memories ingrained in their mind, they are developing other things that are worrying the owners. And it's fantastic. There's a lot of sort of company-wide worries. There's interesting concepts. Mm. Um, but all in all, Westworld is an interesting series because... You're watching till episode two, three, and you'll think, where the fuck are they going? They have no idea what they're doing. And then five, six, seven, eight, they'll start pulling the ideas in. And then nine, ten, you'll be like, that's a bit out of left field, but okay, drag that in as well. Put that in there. That works within the concept of this idea. Um, and I'm excited to see where season two goes. And it kind of makes me want to watch Westworld one again, but I watched that before I started watching the original. I watched that before I started watching this series. Yeah. And Yul Brenner is a fantastic protagonist. He's a bad guy, isn't it? Antagonist. Yeah. He's a fantastic antagonist. Well, you say he's a bad guy. They're slaves. He's, he's an antagonist. He's probably, no, he's probably the protagonist. Because he's a slave, so he's fighting back against the oppressors. Don't start. Right? Just because he wears black. Don't start. Don't. Calm it down. Um, but anyway, so Westworld. Really interesting. Really liked it. For a series that was hyped up, I was expecting it to be in a Lost, in which I would also be Lost. Disappointed because the show was shit. Yeah, a little bit like that. Lost was fucking terrible. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? I watched like two episodes and was like, "This is pants." That was the first series that everyone raved about. Yeah, I got about three series in. Oh dear, no, no. Oh my god. Oh my god. Anyway, um, Westworld. I give it a Yul Brenner. Oh, I think it's going to be three series. What's that and then song done. Stephen Malcolm did about Yul Brenner? 
Who? Stephen Malkmus from Pavement. He did a song about Yul Brenner. It's a oh, great no. song. We'll have to listen yeah. to that later. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I'll give it Yul Brenner. It's stomping oh. towards three seasons. That's a new store, score. It is. I, it's stomping towards <laughs> three seasons, but I don't see it lasting six in a movie. I mean, it's going to end after three seasons. I think they're going to run out of narrative after three seasons. If it goes on to a fourth, it won't feel the same. It won't be the same. We'll just keep dragging it. No, no. They'll probably introduce other parks and have like... Well, they've already, at the end of this one... Future world. Spoilers. At the end of this one, they do introduce um, S-World. And there's a bunch of shoguns and assassins and and samurais. But I don't know how swords would work in a way that meant that they couldn't fire when you pointed at a human. They just cut cut Maybe like there's a difficulty level. (laughs) Maybe like the difficulty level goes right down if you're failing to parry... Get paper but, cuts. Yeah. But, <laughs> you just um, get paper cut from them. Yeah. I'm looking forward to where it's going. I don't think yeah. they fought out the whole samurai world. They should do Chav World. <laughs> it's just like East End like, London. I would like it to be like there's... Just get knifed. There's samurai world, so fine, have that. But then also like um, Victorian world. Mm. You know, future world, fuck that shit. World world. <laughs> Di- like Jurassic Park. I'd like there to be like yeah. a hint Michael towards Crichton Jurassic Park. Michael Crichton could pay for yeah. that, man. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, his thing. Yeah, I'd like there to be Westworld was towards... the first film he directed. Was it? He directed Westworld? Yeah. Michael Crichton was a film director. People forget that. It's a very good film director. Yeah, Westworld's a really good film. Yeah. Future World's not. He didn't direct that. No, there's a scene in Westworld in which they're at a bar and the player piano is playing by itself because he's shot the the guy playing the piano. Yeah. And the two guys escape out the window. The way that Yul Brenner goes up the stairs, I don't know who was his... I don't know who was the set designer or what, but they've placed the stairs perfectly for him to do a robot walk without awkwardly having to turn. Yeah. And it's just, it's your Brenner. He was a great actor. Yeah. It's a really weird thing that he doesn't recognise more for, like, Magnificent Seven and stuff like that. Because when he's going up the stairs, the robotic movements, and the way that he's been, like, told, like, pistons and things like that, but you're now aware the of The thing is, pistons. he was a dancer. Like, was he? Yeah, King and I, man. Oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about the King yeah. and I. But he was, with, yeah, um, he was a dancer originally, so it's like... With uh, Julie Waters, was it? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. But um, yeah, dancers tend to be amazing that sort of thing. Oh yeah, like yeah. Look at the Warriors. They Peter were Weller dancers. went to dance school to play RoboCop. Yeah, but all <laughs> all of the people in uh, the Warriors were dancers, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was um, they could have just gone into a West Side Story remake at any moment. That film, Warriors is great. So you done? Yes, I am done. It's it's fucking fantastic. Well, it's not fantastic. I'm gonna like if I was to give it a number, it'd be like seven point five out of ten. Mm. But because I'm saying you're Brenner, I'm saying that. I'm understanding its longevity isn't exactly fucking ten seasons in a movie or six seasons in a movie as community once foretold about every good TV show. I'm saying that it's three seasons and then after three seasons, seasons it's going to be dog shit. I thought shit. the rule was you don't want a movie based on a TV show. It never works out. Power Rangers the movie? True. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan is... Smells like teenagers <laughs> no it smells mm. like teenage spirit isn't it no it smells like teenagers Oh, yeah I've seen that film multiple times yeah. Right. yeah um right so my last review will be Let It Die by Soichi Guda still haven't been able to play it uh, um so Let It Die if you're gonna sum it up in a nutshell Suda51 makes weird games everyone knows that yep he made Killer7 Silver Case yep um Killer is Dead Shadow of the Damned um no More Heroes. That's the yes. one I was trying to remember. Both of them. Great games. Yeah. Um, his games are fucking weird. Yep. This is basically his weird tone and style as like a Dark Souls-y sort of... Not as hard as Dark Souls, but a Dark Souls-y RPG free-to-play like roguelike. It's very tough to describe. Everyone who plays it is generally a little bit miffed about it for the first few hours of playing it, and I'm a little bit miffed about it, but I've, I'm starting to get it now. Um, but essentially... 
you play a guy or a girl who's come off a train and you're basically in like sports gear, so you've got like shorts on or something, mm-hmm. and you've got like a weird barcode thing in your chest and this gas mask on. Yep. And you're in this tower that formed after a giant earthquake, and the tower just apparently keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, and inside the tower, there's like fungus growing there, which is why you have to wear the gas mask because it'll kill anyone who's not wearing it. Um, and you basically go in, you fight some monsters, and you die. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance you're going to die quite a lot. Yep. Um, you can revive your character with some money you have, mm-hmm. so you can revive that character and bring him back. Um, and try and get further into the dungeon, into the tower, go up more floors, yep. kill big monsters. Um, it's structured in a way where it wants to encourage you not to get attached to a character. So like the first ones you make can only level up to 25. And once you've beaten a certain point in the game, you'll be able to make characters you can level up further. That way you make sure you never level up way beyond what the early part of the game allows. Okay. Um, so that's like the way you so you don't want to get attached to the characters. You can leave your characters to die in the thing. If they're in the le- if they're in the tower, then you'll come across them and fight them and reclaim their soul that they've Which lost. Which gives you back all their points and experience. It gives you a bunch of the stuff. It doesn't give you everything back or anything yeah. like that. Um and you level up by exiting. I thought at first you had to die in order to level up, but then I realised you could just use the lift to go back down. Because you get yeah. to this point where you switch the lift on and there's a really nice looking lift next to you and you walk up to them, this woman's in the lift, she bells at you and the door shut. Like rude. Um, turns out that's the express lift. This is where the free to play stuff comes in. The express lift, you can pay for an express pass okay. and it lets you use the lift without spending any of the in-game money. Ah, okay. Um, I've not had a need. I've, I don't think I've come anywhere near using the any of the in-game currency running out or anything. It like pours at me. I mean, I'm almost at the limit of how much money I can hold. Yeah. Um, you get these things called death metals and they let you revive when you're in the dungeon. But I've read about those. When you get to a certain point in the dungeon and you're dying constantly, you may as well not use them. Just yeah. revive at the base, level up, go back in. And then it's sort of grab your stuff as, as you... Well, when you, if you revive them, you salvage them, it says. It shows like a broken body on the screen and you salvage them. You, you have all the stuff, whatever you had when you were there. And then you can chuck that in your bank store it make new equipment R- you can R&D like make new weapons so then you can put on a costume and stuff so you've got like certain stat boosting clothes yeah. going but everything dies so every weapon you have it wears down every piece of item or clothing so you have break has new right? the stuff you find in the levels is shit yeah. you need to make your own ones to get the good weapons like I'm going around with a big it says a metal bat but it's basically a pipe from like a toilet or something <laughs> like freaking smacking things with um then it starts introducing other levels of stuff to it. Like, you can defend your base and you join a team based on different countries around the world. And other players can raid your base. And it's a sort of like a metagame thing where you can go raid someone else's base, kill the characters they've put there to defend it. So that's yeah. what you do with your other characters when you're done, like, levelling them up. Mm-hmm. So when they've hit their limit and they're no longer useful to you, you can put them on defence in your base. Okay. Um, when you go to another base, there's a chance when you beat someone's character, they'll go dizzy. You can pick up that character, take it back to the train, you lock them in a toilet where they get a VR headset put on their head and it brainwashes them until they join your side. Or someone comes to claim them back. <laughs> well, they can do if they go in and break open the toilet while yeah. someone's in there. Um, and you can upgrade your toilet to have more than one person in there. Yeah, you can have, one at a time. You can have loads in there at the start. Yeah. But if you, I think, I don't know why, I've got like four stools for women, two for men. But there's a bunch of urinals, so I'm wondering if, like, if you collect up more men, they sit in the un- sit in front maybe, of the urinals. Maybe. Um, but it's yeah, a pseudo game. Yeah, there's all this weird stuff in there, though. You can have like a stamp put on you, a tattoo put on you, and that'll give you a boost. So you can have a one. I've got one that's like makes you a tap bit of a tank. Um, yeah. Other players, you can find there. Hatified. They're called hatified when they're left in the dungeon when yeah. they're dead and they're angry. Um, I killed Paul on it, but apparently he deleted the game. He couldn't get on with it. Um, 
but I, I did have one problem where I was in one of the early levels and someone's level 25 character was in a corridor and I was like, oh shit, because they don't give up chasing you. Yeah. They're going to chase you and kill you if they get a chance. Yeah. So I had to just gun it and luckily the exit was right there and there was no lift near it so I didn't have to wait, spend any time trying to activate a lift, I just ran for the exit. Yeah. Um, there's different paths for it, there's secret exits you can try and find. Um, so the tunnel was randomly generated? No, it's the levels are like, they're always the same every okay. time you go in it. But when you've unlocked the lifts, you go in the shitty lift that's next to it. The, all the good stuff that you pay for just looks nice. I think as far as I can tell, that's the entire thing. Really? Yeah, it just makes, like, the lift you go in is a really posh-looking lift. Oh. <laughs> stuff like that. Um, they have, like, uh, you could run out of those death metals, in theory, that revive you. But you, you should... get daily bonuses for logging in and yeah, stuff like that. and it takes, like, a good run will take you about an hour to play through, so... It's not like you're churning through it in like five seconds every time. Yeah. I had like 15 of them and I got up to about 15 or 17 of them the other day and I beat the first few stages and beat the mid boss and I still had tons left and wasn't using them. Nice. So it's no, I don't think, the, it's weird that it's free to play because I think people would have paid for this. Um, They would. Yeah. They would, but there's a couple of things that uh, they wouldn't pay for. Yeah, but I think people would have paid for the game. They would have bought the game. If you didn't have all this free-to-play stuff... Yeah, yeah. It could have easily have been... 20 quid. But it's a Suda 51 game, so it would sell like five copies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like what I've seen online. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Just My download speed is fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm downloading it now. Like, as we speak, I've got my PS4 and rest mode downloading it, because I'm trying to speed up the process. Are you sure you've got it set to actually download in rest mode? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I've, when you put it in I've rest mode, it won't it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you only need to get past that first bit and it'll let you start playing. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting a go on it because you know I'm a massive Dark Souls fan. Yeah. I love Bloodborne. It's not as technical as Dark Souls. But I know, is, no, I know, I know. There is I'm like not. some trickery to the blocking. I don't like the fact that you don't have a stamina bar. You've your stamina is heart. your heart beating. Yeah, yeah you can boost it up. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. But other than that, I'm very intrigued. <clears throat> I did I'm, run out of stamina when I got jumped on by three enemies. Isn't it weird that I've played every pseudo game except for Killer is Dead? Have you played Silver Case? Yeah. That's a really weird one on PS1 that only got released in Japan. Silver Case? It's a really weird, like, um, adventure game. Because I thought 13 game. was his first one. No. He did um, the Fire Pro Wrestling Final on the yeah, stairs. Which we've got. No, that's that's a different one. No, Fire Pro X is Fire Pro Final. No, no. That's a different one. Really? Yeah, he did... Yeah, he's in that one. There's oh, like, God. There's, like, seven Fire Pro Wrestling games okay, on the stairs. Okay, all right. So, here's our new... <laughs> I've played every one of his second... No. The Killer 7. Fourth gen. Killer 7, 13. I've got that over there. 13, Killer 7. 13. Wasn't he an artistic designer on 13? What, the one with David the Covenant? Yeah. Nah, I didn't do that. You sure? Yeah, that's not him, surely. Shadows of the Damned was Shadows first. Shadows of the Damned, then Lollipop dead. Chainsaw. Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah. Then... Did two No More Heroes games. D4. No More Heroes 1 and 2, and then D4. Oh yeah, D4, yeah, the weird Which one. Which I've got yeah. on the Xbox One. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's when you can play with Kinect, can't you? It's on PC as well. Do you want to do a Kinect stream at some no. point? Yes, let's do that. That'd be fun. Um, and then this. Yeah, he does some weird games. He's got, he's got a long back catalogue of games that you just wouldn't think oh, of. Oh, shit. Um, Deadly Premonition. Deadly Premonition? That's not Suda, is it? Is it not Suda? I think that's Suda. Nah. I think that is Suda. Nah, it's not action game. No, Deadly Premonition, I think, is Suda. Who is it that's... Goichi Suda is his name. Yeah, okay. One sec. Is Deadly Premonition not Suda? Who would Deadly Premonition be? I can't remember his name. But, um... Oh, Swery. Swery, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think, no, Swery might have the, done... The mood and atmosphere of this Let It Die is weird as fuck. I know, I've seen it. It's the like... sound, the audio design, it's all like... Yeah. Wow, wow, like weird noises, you hear screams, little frogs go... Yeah. Like that. <laughs> 
pick up frogs and eat them whole. Um, you have to be a meat eater in the game. Eat rats. You eat mushrooms mostly, don't you? Got to be careful with mushrooms. Some yeah. mushrooms explode, so you want to make sure you only throw them um, at a distance. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think it's a really interesting game. It's oh, not... Swery did Tomba too. Oh, classic! It's a great game. <laughs> um, Let it die. Oh, like no, Swery did D four. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, Suda. But um, it? yeah, Let it die is a, a weird game that I don't think's for everyone at all. No, no, like, definitely not. But I as someone who's terrible at Dark Souls, I'm getting on with it. Really? I beat a boss. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's that more than mean... I can ever do in the Dark Souls. No, case. that doesn't mean you're bad at Dark Souls. That just means you tried Dark Souls like four or five times yeah. and didn't break it through the first boss. I beat the first boss on Bloodborne. That big so, one. You know the big ones on the bridge. It's a big old thing that you're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know what you the mean. The trick is to get up close and smack it in the legs. You didn't even get anywhere near the ogres and trolls and shit. Did um, you? I had the an giants. ogre. There's a big one that was bashing on the door, and I tried fighting it. And I could oh kill no, it. no, I'm thinking like the giants. Uh, no, I mean Bloodborne. Like I just get Bloodborne's a with weird it. game because there's not technically bosses. There's new enemies that are introduced in boss fights. Yeah, yeah. But um, there is bosses. It's like that big old spider thing. And yeah, but I've seen the game played through, so I'm done. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's bosses in um, Let It Die. Apparently some of the boss battles are quite smart and nice design. Yeah. The one I was fighting, he um, uses echolocation to find you. Oh, right, like so when he, Yeah, so when he fires it off, crouch and move, and he can't hear you crouching. Ah. Um, you can only so get like two hits off mode. before he'll smack you. Yeah. yeah. But it's quite smart. It teaches you different ways to fight enemies. Yeah. Um, it does throw an enemy early on that I think is a little bit too tricky if you've got to this point in the game. There's like a, a flying robot thing, and your regular swipes won't hit it. But it yeah. does. It's a, it's an enemy that teaches you to approach enemies differently. Huh. So this one, you sort of dive underneath him, and he'll drill to the ground and get stuck in the ground. Then you can wail on him. <laughs> nice. Um, that's tricky to do though. Sometimes he'll yeah, just yeah. turn around and fire a rocket at you. Absolutely. Um, like I um, you obviously find you obviously find in games nowadays. There's like a certain level of technical mastery hmm. that comes with it, and it's not technical mastery. It's tricking the game into working towards you. But when you're introduced to a game that yeah. has mechanics that work, and you have an environment that works, and you have to duck. It almost feels like you're cemented to the ground. Mm. You know, where you're hesitant, press circle. To oh, get one back thing up. that does need to be, yeah, one thing I know, like um, duck and sprint on the same button, which, which is one? clicking in the left thumbstick. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah, so when you're standing still, oh. you click it and you duck, but if you're moving, you'll sprint. This isn't Call of Duty 2. Yeah, it's not a very Why good idea. Why is that a mechanic? Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, that. Um, oh, and sometimes in the menus, there's like a journal you open up. Yeah. That's got all your missions and any text messages you've had and all this sort of stuff. And you know, you've got a smartphone. I've seen that. Um, but it's like, no, it's a, it's a journal. It's literally a journal. Yeah. Um, which Def gives you. Uncle Def gives you. The yeah. skateboard riding guy wearing. They're not free. He has different glasses on every time the screen loads. Like, yeah, I've noticed. He's got Kanye West yeah. ones to begin with. That's always It changes. It's random what he yeah. comes up with. I had him wearing 3D glasses. Sometimes he's got the hypnotizing ones, ones with stars on them. Nice. Um, but yeah, you got an actual journal. But to exit out the journal, you press square, square. But on every other screen, it's circle. It's really irritating. <laughs> that is fucking irritating. Yeah, then you change. But that. It's a free to play game, mm. so you can't really yeah. complain, can you? It's probably the most flashy free to play game I've That's come across in a while. It is Black really Light, the retribution is pretty good. But it's like, have you played? In terms of how much Planet is going on, this game. oh yeah, I remember that. I was, yeah, but I'm talking about a game that like doesn't feel. Like, like a, it's made to be yeah. free to play. It doesn't feel like a first person yeah. like fucking there's MO. Like, there's things in there that you're like, oh, this is how they're going to earn their money from this. But there's nothing yeah. like loot boxes for items or anything like that. That'd be terrible in this game because yeah. no items last. I think like what I can see happening <coughs> is there'll be there'll be premium packs where you can buy a whole outfit and it'll come with. But the outfit, outfits don't last though. Exactly, but they that's what I mean. That's what I can see. Like someone will hmm. drop down four quid and they'll get. Like, the a other premium. thing? I'm trying to remember the other thing in the game that's just about looking better. 
Haircuts? It's not anything like that. It's just like, it's like really dumb things. Oh, yeah. When you go to invade another person's space, you travel on this train. It's yeah. a really shitty train. I've seen but that. if you've got the express pass thing, it's then nice you get train. to go on the really nice train. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actually <laughs> it's a really train, fun. though, is it? It's cold storage. No, no, it's a train. No, no, no. I know it looks like a train. It's going past stuff, but it's cold storage. No, that you your that bodies are kept in a cold storage locker. Oh. But the train used to track. You actually go on a train to travel to other things. You ah. pull into their station. And it's a game it within a game Hermes within. Is. It's a game within a game within a hell zone. Yeah, you're like when so you're you arrive in hell, game. you have your first go, and then Death's like, "Hey, man, you got to try this new game," and you got to go yeah. on the game. Yeah, you're playing the game. Yeah, which is on this weird device that looks really futuristic, but apparently it's really old. And it's like an old PC yeah. engine. You can look around track. the arcade. There's a guy there who gives you tips, and yeah. there's a girl there who's like, "I don't even know what's going on here," and she gives you quests. Yeah, um, listen to music. I need to weak like that. Anyway, you just do your last review. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to wait because my last review is going to take a little bit of time. That's what I've saved. But don't because I need It'll to be like literally. I'll be two seconds. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Quite oh, now you're going to hear that. Oh, god, here we go. oh. everyone's going to hear it. I'm just going to browse the internet for a bit. How you doing, kids? You all right? I hope you can hear that. <laughs> Does it? Oh, good. Enjoying it, boys and girls? Well, now Matt gets to come back and do his final review, making me have a another long podcast to edit. Okay. Okay. So my last review today is Battlefield 1 and by extension Amazon Prime. Just Battlefield 1. And by extension Amazon Prime. So I ordered a PS4 Pro, people. I was there for the forefront of 4K technology. I was there for £260. But did you try to buy it when they had a mistake on their website? I was going to be one of the people playing in 4K who actually had a 4K telly who could experience the best that PlayStation had to offer. I bought this using an Amazon deal in which you would be able to purchase one of the Amazon warehouse items for 20% off. It was going to be £260 for a PS4 Pro. Right? Got it? Fine? You're on board? It wasn't, a, it wasn't a weird deal in which I was conning the system. It was just a case if someone bought something they didn't want or it was the wrong thing, they returned it to Amazon. Amazon gave you 20% off if you're a prime customer. Mm. All right? I made my order. I had my money. I paid my money. Never came. So... Instead, on Black Monday, or Cyber Monday... Cyber Monday. You love cybering. Cyber Monday. Okay, so on Cyber Monday, I had this money that was for a PS4 Pro. Cancel my order. I was a little bit angry. What did I do? I laid down £22. £22 with a voucher for £10 off of an Amazon Prime order for my copy of Battlefield 1 for the PS4. Oh, that's nice. That's right. I bought a game for the PS4 I intended to play. PS4 instead of Xbox One now. I know. Next week's going to be Star Wars thing because I bought yeah. a bunch of fucking Star Wars games. For the You're PS4. getting like all this extra experience. You're getting a you know, better experience for games, dude. Yeah. See, I'm making an effort so we can play games together. Yeah. I'm going to buy Overwatch. So. Oh dear. I'm going to anyway, quit Overwatch. You're going to lose <laughs> Overwatch. Is why you're going to quit because I'm going to be Overwatch. so good. I'm going to be so good. Yeah. I'm going to have to teach you the meta. The what? The meta. How you play the game. The metal, the tenacious season. Anyway, Battlefield 1 for the PS4. Now, I may have previously spoken about this on the Xbox One. I didn't really have much time with it. I didn't have a massive amount of 
gameplay under my belt. I've now played the I've now played the multiplayer on a console where the servers actually work. Oh, that's nice. Fuck you. Xbox One is still the game console I use most. I'm going to be honest now. There are reasons behind that. The Xbox One, just for me, works better. I've got my backwards compatible... You made it so when you switch it on, it says, Hi, Matt, you're looking lovely today. I've got my backwards compatible games. Uh. I've got an environment in which all the stuff that I purchased previously on an Xbox, there's a possibility I'll be able to play it again. Well, the PS4 feels a bit more restrictive. Now, the one thing I will give the PS4 over the Xbox One... <coughs> is that when you go into the marketplace, there is a tab for free. When you go into games, there's a tab for free to play. I've downloaded loads of shit on there, like Uni Girl, Kill Strain. The Hatsune Miku demo. Yeah, all the weird (laughs) shit that you can get for free. I've downloaded pretty much all of it, because I do plan on playing, reviewing, and streaming, and doing whatever the fuck I can with that stuff, because I'm going to do it eventually. But, in the meantime, I have been playing Battlefield 1 online, on servers that work, and it has been pretty damn fun. Yeah. I'm currently using a Hori Fightpad 4, to play the game now, well, the there arcade is, joystick. Like, is it the FlyPad Four that's up? Oh no, I'm playing. Sorry, I'm using the FPS Pro Free, which is the Hori FPS Pro. Yeah, Free. the pads for fighting games. The FlyPad's the weirder one. It's got no, not got any grips. No, oh. it's actually just like a thing that you rest on your knee. You can, yeah. Um, but um, so I'm not using a standard controller because I don't get on with the PS4 controller. Weirdo. There's something about it's got thinner grips. It's a little bit shorter. It's a little bit stubbier, a little more in. I can't get on with it. I thought you used to things that are short and stubby in your hand. You mean my toe? Yeah. You mean my toe? Yeah, yeah. yeah or my toe. thumb? Your thumb. Or your penis? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, so I use a different controller because I'm more used to the Xbox One. Now, I, full disclosure, I don't use the traditional Xbox One controllers anymore. I have bought, I have bought an A-Power Do you, know, um, did you see a tweet that Seamus Blackley sent out the other day? What? Um, you know, he's one of the original designs on the original Xbox. Yeah. They're working on doing an Xbox One pad that looks like the Duke from the original Xbox. Really? Yeah, I would love that. See, so would I. The or a dream, and... just fucking bring a Dreamcast pad. <laughs> yeah. Just bring in a Dreamcast, Dreamcast pad. Dreamcast bag to an Xbox yeah, fight. I'd be happy It's only got that. one analog stick. Um, but I bought an A-Power Fusion Pro, which is like a big old controller for the PS... The, for the Xbox One, sorry. Um, it's USB, it's got lights, it's got all that other shit, but that's not what I'm interested in. It's slightly bigger Ooh. than the standard controller. Mm. And also USB powered, USB controlled. I fucking love that. I hate wireless controllers. Oh, because you're one of those ones who's all like, oh my God, there's so much lag, I can't no, play No, 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 it's not even that. It's just I've been a gamer that's mm. been tethered to a machine for 10 years that I was gaming. And I go over to the newer consoles and I've got wireless controllers. Even with the fucking Xbox 360, I had the controller plugged in at all times. The Xbox 360, yeah, but the original Xbox had one of the greatest inventions ever, which was a snap-away cable. Yeah. Genius design. Yeah. I never once pulled my Xbox off the t- shelf. <laughs> why we need to go to wireless? Because wireless is laggy, but that's not the only reason. It's just, it's a system that has more issues. Yeah. Whereas if you've got a wired controller, like... I Did you massive... ever deal with the wireless that was around in the 90s, though, when it was the like, infrared Yeah, like the gamepad, the yeah, fucking the Nintendo GameCube gamepad. Oh, there was a wireless pad for the NES that was infrared, and there was a Mega Drive one. And I tried the Mega Drive ones once, and you literally just swish a hand in front of it, and it stopped connecting. Yeah. It was useless. I had a Dreamcast one. Oh, that was, that, they used RF, didn't they? Yeah, the unofficial ones. Yeah. I've got yeah. a Wavebird. The yeah, that's pad. the one that I was it's talking about, pad, the GameCube Wavebird I've tried. It's and also pad. the PS2 one. Oh, yeah, there's loads of... PS2 yeah. unofficial ones and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but, um, okay, so Battlefield 1, fine game. I like it a lot. It's working well. It's working a lot better on PS4 than it was on Xbox One. Ooh. 
but controversial. The reason I think that's <laughs> happening is because the Xbox One, for some reason, the internet on it, it doesn't go N. It doesn't go N plus or whatever it needs to. Oh yeah, it do. doesn't like. Um, yeah, it doesn't thing. like. It doesn't like dual band servers. Yeah. Whereas the PS4 is happy to control dual band. I servers. did a whole port forwarding thing on the router, and it still like yeah, doesn't make a difference. Um, yeah. But um, but I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I don't mind using 2.4 gigahertz server, but it still didn't work very well on the Xbox One, so I've transferred over to PS4. And I've got no problem going to PS4 because I just I have no allegiance. I just buy everything. I've got the Wii U. I'm going to get the Wii Switch and the Nintendo Switch yeah, in January. I intend January to get that in January, fucking well, March when I can afford it. Is it March when it's released? March 17th, apparently. It's £200, right? Um, for apparently standalone ones, £200. They're going to do a standalone model and a one with a game. Model dock. Which no doubt they'll... No, the dock's with it no matter what. Oh, cool. It means standalone is in, it's it won't have a video. game. No, no, it's 1080p. No, it does 4K video. I don't know if anyone it does. 4K it does 720p on the screen. Yeah, 1080p on the TV. 1080p on the TV for games, but 4K yeah. for the video. Maybe. Yeah, yeah apparently that's 4K for the video. But it's this an NVIDIA Shield, isn't it? Yeah, oh. so the NVIDIA Shield did yeah. 4K. Yeah. Um, I had the NVIDIA Shield until recently. I had to get rid of it, didn't I? Because yeah. I was trying to get a PS4 Pro. And when I ordered a PS4 Pro, it didn't fucking come, did it? Yeah. Because some cunt cancelled my order. Cause it didn't no, I just come. wait till Boxing Day, big sales on Amazon. I'm going to wait a little while now. Yeah. I'm going to wait until summer. I'm going to get one second hand. Yeah, just if I need to, I'll get one second hand to repair it. They look a lot nicer in the flesh than they do in pictures. Well, the PS4 that I've got that I had issues with previously. Yeah, the reason I had issues with was because I was trying to use a solid. Uh, well, no, I was trying to use a four, uh, a normal hard drive. Yeah, that run at five four zero zero, which is standard running hard drive for the PS4. If you go to seven two zero zero, goes a little bit better. Mm. That's RPM. If you go to an SSHD. Instead of an, an HDD or an SSD, even better still. No hybrid drive. Yeah, yeah, which I've got in there now, and yeah. I've had barely any problems. Like I've got the power on problem. So yeah. the the issue that a lot of people had with the original PS4 and with the newer generation of the PS4 is that if you don't have it on the HDMI that it's intended to run through, occasionally it won't output a signal. I've had it where the HDMI is flickering when I switch on the TV. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I usually just give the HDMI a nudge and it seems to work. See, with mine, what I do is I power it off 10 seconds. I hold it down until it clears the cache, which is you hold it down for a minute and a half with the power unplugged. Really? Jeez. And then you plug it back in and then cache is cleared, starts up nine. Yeah. But um, that's the same with the Xbox. A lot of people don't realise that you can clear the cache by holding down the power button yeah, yeah. for like for a minute. And then once it's cleared the cache, it takes a second to turn it back on, turn it back on, it runs faster. Yeah. Most people don't know that shit. Like, loads of people don't know how to maintain a computer that they've bought and they say is a PS4 or Xbox One. It's now a computer. It's got an AMD chip, AMD graphics. It's using Polaris. Let's just call it a computer because that's what it mm. is. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, my PS4 runs fine. You've seen my PS4 running, so it doesn't matter that it yeah. occasionally has an issue where it stutters or it turns off. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just playing a fucking game. It's not like it's life or death. Yeah. Until you get banned from Overwatch because you've disconnected from multiple yeah, games. Yeah, but Overwatch I play on the Xbox One mostly. Yeah. I'm going to go get Overwatch on the PS4 in the new year, I think. I think I'm going to grab it. If I mm. can find a new job role, I'll go yeah. for it. Because uh, it makes sense to go on the PS4 because you play it, your friends play it. I don't really play Barely it, but many people... Battlefield. Oh yeah, I'm talking about Battlefield 1. So Battlefield yeah. 1, it's a weird turn to go back to World War 1. I don't really understand why they've done it. World War 2 would be more acceptable, right? They've never done it before, though, have they? So no, not many people have. Um, There's been I... enough World War 2 battlefields, and the only other one people want is either Bad Company 3 or a new 2142. Yeah, that's true. They should um, do a new 2142, because they've done a modern Battlefield, and you can't play Battlefield 2 anymore, and you can't play 2142 anymore, can that's you? That's true, yeah. Because it's on GameSpy, and GameSpy went bankrupt, and they can't bother to recode it. Yeah. So yeah. 
So Battlefield 1 is interesting <laughs> in the fact that it's a game that caters more to my needs than anyone else's because I like carbines. Mm. And carbines are probably the best weapon. What's the new gun they introduced? Oh, grenade crossbow. They're yeah. chucking in the game. Um, that was probably a real weapon, man. Yeah, Germans made some weird shit. They did make some weird shit. They made the first stealth bomber, didn't they? Mm. Um, but in terms of in terms of the actual game itself, um, there's a lot missing that you probably wouldn't wouldn't realise was missing in World War One. Things like automatic weapons don't happen often. No. You get a couple of machine guns. It's not really anything that you would. There weren't really many around back then. So it's yeah. it is as I said, it's a game built for carbines and the planes. When you're flying them around, they um. They sputter and they they. But go they don't shoot their own propellers off like World War One planes would. Well, no, World War One plane had something called a uh, uh, what was it? A clocking mechanism. It was like it was after World War One they actually figured that whole thing out. They oh just, really? Yeah, for years they would fire through the propellers ah. and just shoot their own propellers. Because off. I know that there's an engine inside of it, and every time the engine ticks over, it allows the bullet to fire. The fire. Yeah, it was a basically the gun was timed to the uh, yeah. propeller. So every propeller would have like between the propellers. So if you can imagine, and then someone went, "Why we just put the guns away from the propellers?" <laughs> that guy, that guy. Yeah, but yeah, for years, so World War One. I, I mean, I don't know what year it's set in Battlefield One, but it was later World War One when they actually got that clicking mechanism. It's like nineteen fourteen, nineteen twelve. Is it? Yeah, like the like you the go, first you few go years. Through, you go through like you go through from where the Tsar is shot. Yeah, and they have the original like Lawrence of Arabia shit, and they have like the Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. The, the Brooklyn the Black yeah. Fighters because in World War 1 you had a much like if there's an aerial battle going on above the thing there's a good chance a plane will land on you yeah <laughs> um, it's, like that one that's flying over yeah. now it's a fine game yeah. there's nothing spectacular about it I don't know why people are raving about the single player because the single player is not great I think people just like that introduction bit which is quite smart yeah the introduction is really nice when you die nice. it yeah, takes you to a different said, soldier that's what I mean like, and a pigeon the, doesn't it no, no, no. Um, you can be a pigeon. At some oh, yeah. Point. There's a there's a multiplayer game, and there's probably a level in the actual. No, I think player. in the single player, if you die enough on that first level, it chucks you in a pigeon, and you watch the battle going from overhead. Mm. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done that. <laughs> Something like that. that. Um, but yeah, they're all like the Brooklyn. Is it Brooklyn? I can't remember what they're called. The last Cardinal Smith Hill, no. Boston. But they're basically it's just <laughs> a bunch of black fighters from <laughs> that area. What's the area that Luke Cage comes from? Oh, Harlem. Maybe yeah. Actually, the Harlem Hellfighters. Oh, you mean the uh, Red Tails and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Basically, you play as their regiment. That's that's that mission. Mm. So it shows how expendable they were during the war. So they essentially had a bunch of black fighters that were in the war, and they treated them as expendable. The, like um, Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah, yeah, people like that, yeah. It's yeah. really... I mean, that sort of commentary is really interesting. And it's a whole game, fine, but it's one level. Yeah. And there's four that's levels the to Lawrence of Arabia. Right other than Bad Company, all the battlefields recently have been like, they just have a scenario for each level. Yeah. And that's it. But I mean, but Bad imagine, Company was like... Imagine if they had these was, horribly gritty <laughs> fights. Yeah. And you had to switch between these players. You yeah. had to see the person that you've grown accustomed to being part of die and then try and fight on as <laughs> someone completely different. Yeah. I know. I still think if they do single player battlefield, they should have an open world. And you know, like um, remember Freedom Fighters? Oh yeah. And you attack the fuel depot, and it messes up the cars. Attack the ammo place, and they don't have. Oh, watch Bad Company Free, and just do it that way. Yeah, you know. So basically, do yeah. just what they. So do you have with... an open world, and yeah. depending on what you attack, will affect the final goal. You know, that sounds a lot like. Um... <clears throat> there was one level in Battlefield Bad Company Two that was like that. It sounds a lot like. Um... What is that game where you play? It was uh, Viking Battle for Asgard? No. Because that that's what I... Because when I worked at DICE, I would tell them. I reviewed it recently. <laughs> <coughs> Don't know. It's basically Red Dawn the game. Oh, Homefront. 
Yeah, yeah Homefront Home has a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, it's essentially exactly the same as Homefront. Yeah. But when we worked on Bad Company, the first one, but you'd have the whole of Bastogne. They were wanting suggestions from us. Yeah, so it's the whole of Bastogne. Like, so say it's the whole of the French village. Each level would be based in yeah. one area, and there's strategic points, and there's a final goal, and you can try attacking the final goal right from the start, but you'll probably get slaughtered in seconds. Imagine, no, no, imagine that, but imagine in the centre is a town that you actually like. It's a strategic place, mm. so. Take take an area. So you've got you've got three towns around Bastogne. Bastogne's in the centre. So the three French villages around Bastogne. You have to take each of those. Mm. But in fighting in each of those towns, if you run out of troops or if you <clears throat> fail to capture the objective, that's Nazi. That's Nazi owned. So they get a little bit more power in that final level. Mm. And then the final level, depending on how many towns you've successfully taken, you go they, to that they final need to level make the with that single level of player power. game. Like you can't just do the multiplayer because you may as well just do yeah. a multiplayer. They, like haven't made, they haven't made a dynamic single player but, for a very long yeah, time. But they need to give you that feeling of it, of having an effect on the battlefield they and need sway that, in the battle. They need stuff an like event. That. They need yeah. something they can they can really carry weight they, to. Instead, they drag you through a corridor and build you up to something falling over. Like do you remember Battlefield Three, uh, where it was like, "Here comes a big moment, a building fell over." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Battlefield Four. You're thinking no, of. Battlefield Three. I didn't play Battlefield Four. Yeah. Battlefield 3 has got the bit where you, like at the start you're in Aleppo, not Aleppo, um, friggin' Iraq or something like that. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The earthquake happens and the building collapses. Okay, so I played the single player campaign for Battlefield 3 three times. I played about two thirds of it and one third of it and got bored. The first time, <laughs> you go through the little Afghanistan village and you come mm. to that car park. Yeah. And you've got the, the flat block in front of you. Yeah. I managed to successfully, on the hardest difficulty, run to the other end of the flat, end of the flat block and get into a corner. And then every time someone popped out, you just shot them. But because you were already in the corner, it didn't trigger the next event. Oh. So I was in that corner for an hour shooting people. <laughs> no, dear. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Was pretty fucking awful. Yeah, so Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1's fine. It's it's fine, but it doesn't... Like, there are so many more interesting ways you can do this story. Lawrence of Arabia is a good shout, but that should have been DLC two years down the line. And you take some time off from doing this series and really cement a team that understands what a single-player campaign means instead of episodic single-player cut over like five different characters with no emotional turmoil, no building of that person or anything that they mean to the person playing the fucking game. Like, God fucking damn it. Can you imagine if they did make Battlefield 3 and they did it so that it was like you were given... Bad Company 3. Bad Company 3, sorry. I just want Bad Company 3 because they left us on a cliffhanger for God's sake. I'm Imagine if you played Bad Company 3 and you still had the grenades or the stupid fucking smile pins and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I've this, got one the, of them. The little bit of cheesy <laughs> crap in between yeah. and then you had like the fucking camaraderie. And Melendale. Had... There was Haggard, Sweetwater, Sarge and uh, the other guy. No one remembers. No. <laughs> I don't remember any of them. Um, I mean, characters. Battlefield 1 is a great multiplayer game. I'm not going to say that it's not. If you've got a couple of friends and you've got a fucking team you want to get on board with, Great, this is fantastic. I've done the same. I've gone board with a couple of mates. We played Battlefield One. We've had a good time. The problem is that if your mates on about, or if you're just looking to play for half an hour, you're not going to find that Battlefield One. It's not a half hour game. It's an Battles hour. Take ages. I found it's an hour and a half. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. There's no such thing as a quick match. That's 45 minutes in Battlefield. Yeah, and that's not quick. They've made all the ba- all the levels huge now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um. I would steer more towards Modern Warfare Remastered, but the problem is you can't play that without buying Call of Duty Infinite yeah. Warfare. 
and dealing with twats. And Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is not a good game. <laughs> I mean, it's a fine game, but that doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. A lot of people say good is... A lot, of the, a lot of the issues I have with reviews nowadays, the reason I go towards more celebrities and trying to explain what my, my theory is... Is because good. one day I said rates with celebrities. And it's not just that. <laughs> good, for, good. If I said a game is good, for most other people that's 50%. That's mm. good to people nowadays. That's not good to me. Good's like 7 out of 10. 70%. Mm. And then great is is that, that sweet 70 to 90. And then fucking excellent is 90 to 10. Or, or 90 to 100, I do apologise. And and it's so rare that I find anything that just pushes above that, goes into excellent or exemplary, that I don't get to talk about it. And 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 so many people are saying it's good, it's not good. It's the standard. It's what we can expect if we don't, you know, suddenly buy a season pass for eighty quid. That's because you're playing AAA games made by big publishers. They're all the same game now. But that's not true. I played Super Hot. Yeah, but you keep like you keep playing Battlefield and Call of Duty, and yeah, but it's because I keep fucking expecting them to grow a heart yeah, at some point. Yeah. Resident Evil Seven comes out in January. Yeah, January twenty fourth. There's Hopefully a first. game that quite clearly should be called Condemned Free. It might <laughs> not need to be. The Midnight Demo is out now. I'm going to stream the Midnight Demo tomorrow night. I'm going to play that. I'm going to find out how it feels. If it feels crap, I'm going to fucking set my judgments on that demo. If it feels great... Did you play the demo before? I did, but it's like it's going through different demo periods. I initially mm. played it when it was the first iteration of the demo, and then I played the Midnight Demo, and that's... No, sorry, I played the Twilight Demo, whatever it was. Mm. Now I'm playing the final iteration of the demo tomorrow, and so that's going to be really the decider. That's going to be what tells me. It just looks like Condemned to me. Like a really flashy You haven't condemned. played it, have you? It's all first person, scary, yeah, 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 outlasty. It, it doesn't feel like Condemned. Mm. We can play Condemned ones. tomorrow if you want to compare them to. I just like playing the old Resident Evils. I love Resident Evil 1. Yeah, I love Resident Evil out. 0. Oh, dude. You've actually, actually died. ran out. Yeah, ran yeah out. I had a message on there for ages. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> you spent right. ages talking about nonsense. So I did. So anyway, yeah, Battlefield 1, I give it a solid Michael Shannon. In a solid Shannon Tweed. I give it a solid. Just wasting time. Michelle Trachtenbaum. Trachtenbaum. Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg. Yeah, from Euro Trip. There you go. <laughs> it's a solid six out of ten. She's more than a six out of ten, dude. She is, but Euro Trip. Yeah. Beep boop. I'm a robot. One she was in the kids one. She was in Nancy Drew, wasn't it? She yeah, played she Nancy like, Drew when, when she was, was like 12. 40. Yeah, that's weird. Because that was around the same time she was in Buffy. No. Yeah, it was. Same time. She was like 16 when she was in Buffy. No, she started in Buffy when she, she was, was like 5 foot 6 in Buffy. She was like yeah. 4 foot nothing. She just appears. It's like, Buffy, you've got a sister now. Okay. Cool with that. <laughs> that was an awesome series of Buffy, though. Yeah. I like the idea of her having to sacrifice herself. She did that, did that a lot. Yeah, but she had to sacrifice herself to save a sister that didn't actually exist. Oh. But she accepted that she didn't exist and her feelings were real. And then she went to heaven. That was a series where Glory was the bad guy, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, no one remembers Glory. No, Glory was a good guy. No, the Glory series after Glory was a good guy. Glory was a bad guy. Glory? She was the goddess. The one who's literally a god. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the whole thing ends with them on top of the crane thing. And that's when yeah, she falls off and yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking <coughs> of uh, Faith. Faith was the the good guy in the, se- the series after that. Yeah. Yeah, because she came back to go and be the Slayer because Buffy was in heaven. 
Yeah. And they realized she was in heaven and they dragged her back and she was like, I was in the most happy place ever. And they were like, oh. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, we're really selfish. And we Whoopsie! Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so that's been the end of Critical Flips episode 55. No, you remember what episode it was? It's been pretty fun. Well, yeah, no, of course I've only frank. Like, I mean, like. You've only frank. Like, how many franks? How many free drinks, Steve? <sighs> Don't start playing that game with me. Look, you've seen Rick and Morty season one and two now, right? Mm-hmm. You understand what that drink in his flask is, don't you? In his flask? Yeah. It's coffee. It's not coffee. Okay, so he <clears throat> drinks that all he wants and he doesn't get drunk, right? Yeah. But he drinks alcohol and he gets drunk. Hmm. Mega seeds. What? That's what comes from the mega seeds. So he drinks that to become hyper intelligent beyond any of the other Ricks that exist in any other universe. He uses the mega seeds to become more intelligent using that drink in his flask. But the actual drink, alcohol that he has and drugs that he drinks yeah. and takes, they are what cause him to be drunk and inebriated. Get yeah. it? Alright, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. I want you to remember that this is Critical Apocalypse. It's not another podcast that you might listen to. This is this two isn't welcome guys. to Night Vale. No. What the fuck am I listening Nor to? Nor is it law. We're oh. two guys that absolutely love everyone that talks to us on here or listens to us or tries their very best to contact us in some way. So, if you're one of those people that really wants to get in t- contact with us, you can find Ant at LV54SpaceMonkey or you can find myself at Critapocalypse. We're here to talk to you to find out what you're doing, what you need, if you need a friend. Jesus Christ, I need one too. I I am so very... I just hit the stop button? Can I just... No, not yet. Just end... I'm very vocal with my, my sufferings from mental illness, and I am always open to talk to people, and although alcohol is a depressant, I do very much enjoy the effects that it gives in terms of my body and my chemistry. So, you might not be the same as me, though, so if you ever find yourself in a dark place and you need someone to talk to, feel free to contact either LV54 Space Monkey or myself at Critapocalypse. We are both loving people and love to hear from our fans or anyone that's heard from us. Fans. <laughs> Don't make me touch your face again. I do love doing it. I want you to understand that I love human contact in a way that only sex can quantify. You're going to go touch yourself again. I'm going to hell. Then I'm going to touch myself. (laughs) Anyway, feel free to give us a shout. As I said, I'm a lonely person. Just got out of a six-year relationship, five-week single. Yeah, you mentioned it like ten times. pretty depressed. My moods fly up and down, and then sometimes they're non-existent, which is a fucking terrifying concept I want to end to this. I need to edit this. Don't end this yet, because I'm still having a conversation with I people. I might just cut it off earlier. Do you have any issues? Do you ever feel bad? Do you ever feel down? Do you ever feel, like, completely empty, void of any emotion? Do you ever feel like maybe at some point, if you just jumped off a bridge, you wouldn't feel anything? No one would feel anything? Well, you probably done. wouldn't if you felt surprised you die straight away. <laughs> off a bridge? Have yeah. you seen the bridges in England? Yeah. you got 12 foot and a smile. Maybe you'll live. Depends on the bit. There's lots of really tall bridges. Where? There's loads of them there, man. Okay, name one. Big Bridge. Where? London Bridge. Right, let me just put that down on the maps. How far away yeah. is that? In London. <laughs> okay, alright. If anyone wants to come to London Bridge in like... <clears throat> yeah. 57 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> See you there. Anyway, have a great week. See you in two. Probably be reviewing something Christmas related because fuck you, Christmas. Bye. Oh shit, we will! It's gonna be 23rd of December! That's when I finish my. That's when I like, leave work for a week. Two. Okay, cool. So I get my dick out, walk around the house naked. I already walk around the house naked. Who am I kidding? And is it uncomfortable for you when I walk around the house naked? Don't do that. If I walk around in my boxer shorts, does that make you uncomfortable? Just 
try being a civilised human being. So walk around in boxer shorts. Just get dressed in the And morning. a t-shirt. Uh... Try picking your clothes up every now and again. No. Yes. Okay. There were so... shorts lying on the floor of the kitchen the other day. That's not normal. It's a little bit normal. No. Anyway, say goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye. I'm really into you, whoever you are. Come talk to me, please. Bye. Do you, do you like spooning? I love spooning. Bye. I really like spooning.